Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Matt here, just with a quick update on the UK tour before we get started with this week's episode. Birmingham, uh, the first show sold out, so the second one was put on sale. There are still some tickets available for that one. And Manchester, we're down to less than 20 tickets left for that one too. So jump onto those if you are keen. And new announcements, Edinburgh and London have both got extra tickets available now. The Edinburgh show has been moved to a bigger room and there are limited extra seats, um, which will go on sale this Friday at 9am UK time. And London, an extra show has been added on Sunday, November the 18th. And that will also go on sale at 9am on Friday UK time. This is going to be uh, the biggest show of the tour and also the final show of the tour. So that's really exciting. Um, If you're keen for Edinburgh or London, jump online this Friday 9am. Or if you're keen to get to Birmingham or Manchester, you can get those tickets right now. Now, on with the show. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On, the people's podcast. My name is Dave Monarchy and I'm here with people that are people. It's Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. Hello. Oh, Hello. I'm a people who's a podcast. Yes, you're a people who's a podcast. <laughs> oh, no. We're podcast people, people. <laughs> it's confusing already. Are you? In what way are you confused by that? Good point. Are we not people? Are Do we, we not, not bleed? <laughs> if you podcast my <laughs> through my arm, do I not bleed? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I'm that... not a podcast through your arm. I do it through a microphone. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. I've only got I was, two arms. <laughs> I was definitely going to bleed. I was not ready to bleed for this show. <laughs> this is a show, Dave, if you didn't know, uh, where we talk about a topic or something like that. And we've struggled, traditionally struggled, uh, to explain how this show works yep. in, in a short amount of time. So I've asked our Patreon listeners to give us some one-sentence descriptions of the shows to get us on topic. Um, 
This week, though, before I do that, I should say we're in Sydney this week, this Friday. It's Friday Woo! night. You can see us describe the show live in person at the Giant Dwarf <laughs> Theatre at 8.30. And that means I'm in Tasmania tonight. So if you're in Hobart and you're listening on the day this comes out, come down to Joker's Comedy Club. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Oh, so much fun. So I've asked people to describe the show. I mean, before we say that, we should also say we're going to be in many other places soon doing podcasts okay, as well. Okay, sure, why not? We'll be describing the podcast in real life soon in uh, Melbourne for a live show on October the 14th at Howler, which is a Bon Voyage show before our UK tour. We're coming over for some shows in November. And once again, I will have a jug there for donations. <laughs> for, for souvenirs. souvenirs. Please put nothing in the jug. Oh, my God. If anything, take from the jug. It's your money, people. Yes. Fill the jug. <laughs> fill it, the jug. Okay. That's if, like build the wall. <laughs> fill you, the jug. If you're going to fill the jug with anything, fill it with old uh, British magnets that you've got from your own trips that you don't want anymore. Okay, yeah, yeah I'll take those, but also cash. I'll take both. Cash money. Yeah. Cash and magnets. Pounds? UK pounds? Yeah, go on. If you've, got any left- if you've just come back <laughs> from a trip to the UK and you've just got those leftover pesky pounds. A couple of it's, like, it's not worth converting it back into Australian dollars because it'll be like five bucks and you're like, oh, don't worry about it. Just give it to me. Don't do it. And I'll take it on a whirlwind adventure. And that whirlwind adventure will take us to Edinburgh, Leeds, Manchester, Bristol, Birmingham and London, all for live podcasts. Please come along. Do go on pod.com if you want to buy some tickets. And I will buy a magnet at each place. Oh, that'd be great. Cannot wait to get my my Leeds magnet. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Kuehl maybe featured. Yeah, I hope I get a Harry Kuehl magnet. I'm assuming I really hope there's still Harry Kuehl memorabilia. In Leeds, how much of an impact did he have on that town? That's what we'll I soon find out. out. Was it a town before he was there? Yeah, it was. It was a town, and now it is a, a metropolis. Yeah, <laughs> a bustling metropolis. Yeah. I'm really hoping Leeds. Hope, hopefully, you're ready for Matt's live report on the life of Harry Kuehl that will no <laughs> doubt be presenting for it you. It is going to be hard to avoid that. <laughs> uh, so this week, I've got uh, Patreon Soph Waldron, who we know quite well from live shows in Melbourne. Hi, Soph. Over the last few years, uh, this is how Soph describes the show. Three comedians cover a random topic every episode with one giving a report while the other two try to derail and interrupt with jokes and tangents. I don't know if we try to derail. I it would just never. happens. Anyway, thank you so much for that, Thanks, Soph. Soph. And to start uh, to get us on topic, the report giver, which this week is me, asks a question. The other two do not know what the topic is. Here we go. Here's this week's question. All right. According to a Forbes article from 2017 titled The 25 Highest Paid Athletes of All Time, who is the highest paid athlete of all time? <gasps> Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is number two. And I should also say um, I put out the call oh. about a month ago for sports topics. Yeah, you did. And I put up a vote with I think 12, maybe something like 12 different Whoa. options. And th- this one leapt out of the box and was never, never caught. Awesome. Oh, so is it uh, a runner you're trying to say? No, I don't know why I put that in running. Usain Bolt? <laughs> it's not Usain Bolt. Highest earner of all time. Did so I say, thinking... so Tiger, Tiger, I've got the list here. Tiger is number two. Of all time. All time. Floyd Money Mayweather. Oh! Last two years he's been number one Okay, I was going to say is Greg Norman, but he's it's not number Greg nine. Norman. Greg Norman is on the list. He is number 13. I think I know it. Roger Federer. Uh, Roger. Cristiano Ronaldo. He's, he's having to search so it's not them because... It's Michael Jordan. It is Michael yes! Jordan. It's Michael Jordan. The topic that was actually put forward and probably what the name of this episode will be is Michael Jordan and Space Jam. <laughs> Great. But the, the bulk of the, the report, report is on Space Jam, obviously. On Do you know what I learned while watching Space Jam? Hmm. Is that uh, MJ, 
War hits. Please, just <laughs> let's not preempt anything that's going to be potentially coming up in the show. Uh, awesome. Cannot, um, wait for the, cannot wait for the fun fact section of the show. Also, I got the question. You did, yet again. I never get the question. I'm, well, a, I'm a big dummy. <laughs> that is not true. I'm a big old dumb. You're not, just please. <laughs> So uh, he's so the n- highest number- earning athlete of all time. Number two is Tiger. Number three, Arnold Palmer. Number four, Jack Nicholas. So Isn't Arnold all golfers, Palmer a drink? Uh, probably. I think it is. Arnold Palmer's a drink. As in they named a drink after him, not that he's a famous drink. <laughs> he's a tall glass of water. <laughs> and he earned a lot of cash. I think it is. You continue. I'm going to Google it. Arnold Michael Palmer Schumacher, and number five, rounding out the top five. That's interesting. So it's... it's um, Wow. Yeah, a lot of golfers right up the top. You would think that... Going forward, in the future, football players. There are also a bunch of footballers start to catch. on the list as well. An Arnold Palmer is a non-alcoholic beverage of iced tea and lemonade, named after American golfer Arnold Palmer. Oh. An alcoholic version of the Arnold Palmer, generally made with vodka, is called a John Daly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be called a slow Arnold Palmer against the wall or something. You know, they're always because they've got those weird innuendo ones. Yeah, slow screw, screw against the wall. Yeah, which is like, like an offshoot of a screwdriver. Yeah, what's the what's the innuendo there? <laughs> it's pretty blatant. <laughs> Just a great fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. There. A hot root against a wall. <laughs> oh, this could it be sexual. Went, yeah, a double meaning. I love it on pond. A quick fuck. <laughs> Uh, so, according to this article, Michael Jordan's career earnings are $1.85 billion. Ooh, that is crazy. That is so many dollars. And it says, but this is interesting how he's got it. It sort of says, Jordan still maintains his long-time endorsement relationships with Gatorade, Haynes, Nike, and Upper Deck, but the investment that made him a billionaire was the $175 million fire sale price he got the Charlotte Bobcats, who are now called the Charlotte Hornets again, for in 2010. Jordan oh. bumped his... Hornets stake up to ninety percent in twenty thirteen. Ninety, wow, wow. And his and the team is now worth seven hundred and eighty million dollars. So he just. Do you cover why the team was so cheap at the time? I think I I don't at all. No, I don't talk about that again. But he um. Because uh, you're not about money, are you? I'm not. A, I'm not. You're about the man. I the st- report's not about the money. Dave. The report doesn't actually doesn't get that far into his life. I, I just it ends sort of at the end of his basketball career. It ends at the end of Space Jam. You Everybody. describe the credits and then we finish yeah. the episode. And we roll credits. <laughs> uh, plenty of people suggested this topic, including Bradford Carlson, Robbie, Ansis Eversons, Cole Nielsen, Corey Inners, Dean Clark, and Tim Williams. That's a lot of suggestions. Tim suggested it way back, like very early in the original hat. Mm, cool. So here we go. Here is the story of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was born on the 17th of February, 1963, in Brooklyn, New York. Oh. He didn't live there long, though. His parents, James, who was a a general electric plant supervisor, and Dolores, uh, who worked at a bank, had four other children, so he was one of five. And when Michael was still very young, the Jordans moved to Wilmington in North Carolina. Um, Looked it up. I hadn't heard of it. Wilmington, have you heard of that? No, I like it. Sounds uh, nice. It's got a population of around 100,000, a little bit more than that, and it's the eighth most populous city in North Carolina. I'm imagining he's the most famous person that's ever lived there. <laughs> I looked it up because I was interested in that, and the only other name that really jumped out at me was uh, Woodrow Wilson, who lived oh. there briefly, who was... Presidente. Um, was the president, but also famous maybe more so in our world for being the name that Bart uses when he answers <laughs> his teacher, Mrs. Krabappel's personal ad. 
um, Bart gets in over his head and they, they sort of develop a real love affair between the two. Woody. Woody. And then in the end, uh, the rest of the Simpsons end up having to help Bart write a letter to break up with her. He, he wants to write a letter, or Homer wants to write, and write a letter saying, a uh, bit off my face. <laughs> Ate off my face, yeah. <laughs> no, Homer. And Homer goes, yeah. Anyway. I also so, like, uh, dear baby, welcome to Dumpville. Dumpville. Population, Population you. you. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, with the help of mainly Marge and Lisa and Homer as well, this is what the letter ends up. This is a weird. No, I love it. Yes. Sidetrack. Uh, this is how the letter goes. You guys may remember it. Dearest Edna, I must leave you. Why? I cannot say. Where? <laughs> you cannot know. How I will get there, uh, haven't decided yet. <laughs> but right. one thing I can tell you, anytime I hear the wind blow, it will whisper the name. Edna. And so let us part with a love that will echo through the ages, which I think is what Homer suggested. It's a great line. Yeah. Woodrow. Anyway, um, so that... <laughs> he, li- he lived in Wilmington for a, uh, for a few years in it when he was younger hmm. and went on to become president of the United States of... America. I thought one of you would have got that. Ah, I I'm had polite. no idea. Yeah. Uh, so Jordan played basketball in high school, but he didn't make the high school team in his oh, sophomore year. You are shitting me. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I love that so much. He didn't make the team. He didn't make the team. I didn't make the team. I could be Michael Jordan. Oh, my God, you're Michael Jordan. I could own the Charlotte Hornets or Bobcats one day. I love when shit like that happens, though. On a much, much, much smaller scale, my brother failed woodwork in year 12, <laughs> no. and he is a builder now. <laughs> he is a carpenter. But at what point did, did he go, you know, out of all the subjects I failed, I'm going to do that for it. Like, yeah. why did he? When did he decide that? What could that? I have achieved on subjects I failed? Yeah, you know? that, they are kind of inspiring stories when people don't let setbacks like that mm. knock them down. Apparently he trained super hard from there. Like it didn't. It, it, it only made him more determined and he made the team the following year. And he obviously improved very quickly um, because he didn't make the team one year, then he did. And then as soon as he, fin- he graduated high school, he took a basketball scholarship to the University of North Carolina. Wow! So now he's he's getting his studies paid for, based backed on his his basketball on the back. Did he have just... like a growth spurt or something? Is that part of it? He's uh, that, that might be part of it. I mean, he's, yeah. yeah he... Sometimes it's like, oh, I'm only five foot four. I can never make the team. Over summer, you come back. I'm six foot six. I can slam dunk now. And it works in reverse as well, where uh, kids are tall for their age. Oh, and they're like they had an early growth spurt, and the other kids are just. Did that happen, Jess? Yes. You were captain of the football team? I was one of the tallest kids in grade six. I was I was like taller than all the other kids in basketball and then everybody else grew and now I am average height and it is a sore point for me. <laughs> I'm sorry to but bring I'm it But I'm assuming also that um, like obviously he, he played a lot in high school and he got better but surely he would have been playing as a kid as well like. Yeah. Starting he, young. Yeah, he, I mean, if Space Jam's anything to be believed, he was shooting shot after shot in his backyard when his dad came out, had a chat to him, and he was using that um, net made out of chain that made a sweet noise. Yeah. Is that is that basically We had reality? one of those. That's all real. That's all documentary footage. Oh, I love that. That, that noise. chain noise. It's so satisfying when you get it in. Mm. Yeah, we had one in the backyard. It was sick. Any net is just swishing Yeah, the it. swish yeah. is such great. A, oh, yeah. Such a sweet sound. Um, cool. So he's got a full scholarship. Full scholarship. And then in 1982, his first season at North Carolina, he was named Rookie of the Year and his team won the Atlanta Coast Conference Championship. So he was very good in a very good team. They also beat Georgetown University to take out the NCAA Championship with Jordan scoring the winning basket. Oh, nice. So they were making these big clutch 
shots. Even then. Yeah. Um, he led the ACCC, the Atlanta Coast Conference, in scoring and was named the College Player of the Year in both his years at college. Wow. So he like he, he went from not making the high school team to being a, a gun. The yeah. best player in college. And college sport over there, it's not like university sport here where there's four people at the stadium watching. They have full stadiums, yeah. thousands Televised. of people. It's on TV. Like you are a superstar already basically. I think they even have it. Yeah, that's right. And some decide to play longer in college ball and some decide to move over to NBA. It, it'll depend on the player. But even I think in football they have people will just watch the college uh, football games on its own night, which is maybe Saturday. I um, should talk when I don't know what I'm talking about. Something like that. You're I just think. saying it's a popular broadcast. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's whereas in Australia, I, no one could tell you anything about any of the college. No. Yeah, no, no, no. Teams. It's sort of it's either the the top league or nothing else. Yeah. yeah, I think my university's team was called the the Griff Griffins or something. I don't even know. Anyway, uh, go but, Griffins. But over over there, you would know. You would know what yeah. your college mascot was. You'd probably yell it out. Every day. Go Griffins. I just said it. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Making up for lost time. Uh, he was picked up by the Chicago Bulls in the uh, NBA with the third pick of the 1984 draft. So he wasn't number one. He wasn't even number one. The number one pick did go to a very good player, Hakeem, H- Awad- uh, Hakeem Olajuwon. I don't know if you remember him at all. Yeah, he's from the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Um, before starting his professional career with the Bulls, Jordan was selected to play in the 1984 Olympics in LA. And back then, uh, it was they did, the teams weren't made up of pro basketballers. I think often in the old Olympics, the the teams weren't filled with professionals. And still in boxing, you can't be a professional, right? So it's interesting that sort of it's changed a bit in some of them. I think in soccer, it's like there's an age limit. I on think it. it's 21 and under or something. Yeah, yeah something yeah, like that, or 23 the, maybe. Keep but, the superstars. Away, so it's more of a team game. And also there's wow. already the World Cup, I guess. Yeah, true. So it, it's sort of like it would just be a second second level World Cup, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, that's changed now, and I'll talk about that a little bit later, but the um, NBA players now do go to the Olympics. Uh, at that 84 Olympics, he won, they won gold, the USA wow. team. Is that so, the first dream team? No, this, well, the dream team was later when oh, right. pro players were... Um, allowed in so that was so before he even played in the nba he was an olympic gold medalist holy shit i actually uh, didn't know that about him yeah i didn't realize that yeah i, I learned a lot from this i do rem- i remember him being a gun when i was little but i don't remember yeah i remember him playing against aliens in some big match but that's about it uh one interesting fact that a lot of people don't know is that throughout his professional career at the Chicago Bulls, Jordan wore two pairs of shorts. <laughs> uh, the standard Chicago Bulls red uniform. But underneath those, and this is where it gets interesting, he also wore the blue University of North Carolina shorts from his days playing college ball. Wow. Yeah. So he was wearing two pairs of shorts, which I found. But they clashed too. He's wearing blue That's on red. Right. So he had to fully cover them, right? And, and this is another interesting thing, and I, I didn't really know about this at all. Um, to fit the second pair of shorts underneath, he requested that the uniform manufacturer, appropriately called Champion, mm. make, uh, made his shorts longer and wider so that he could fully cover the smaller, shorter, tighter Yep. Standard basketball shorts. And Jordan's request changed everything. 
well, at least basketball shorts fashion. Probably so, it didn't change everything. Of course, because they used to be like almost like footy AFL footy yeah. shorts, like quite short. Short and tight. And then they went to like really long and baggy. And according to an article at dish.com, uh, this is a quote, at first nobody seemed to take note of Jordan's change in uniform as a hot trend. By the end of the 1989 season, though, Scotty Pippen was also wearing his shorts below the knees. And as Jordan's popularity grew, he appeared in more commercials for Nike wearing his new baggy shorts. By the time the 1990 season began, every team in the NBA had a few players wearing baggy shorts. Uh, but notably, Utah Jazz point guard John Stockton was the last professional player to hold out with his short shorts, which was just a personal preference. So the ho- it swept through just- in just a matter of a couple of years. It went from Jordan is the only one with big baggy shorts, handful of players, everyone but John Stockton. Bring- that was the evolution. <laughs> John Stockton, did he just retire? <laughs> And that was it. He retired his shorts. I say bring back the short shorts. Oh, especially on men with such long legs. Wow. I lo- those that yeah, that retro footage is sick. I I remember seeing that old footage, but I I just I don't remember that ever been well, I was I don't think I'd seen basketball then, but it was just mm-hmm. fascinating that it just one yeah. guy for a practical reason and just how cool he is in the community, he affected everyone. That's how it happens though. I remember that happening in high school. Michael Jordan dropped by. Yeah, and we he all started pigtails. wearing our shorts. No, there was a girl at my school who was like very effortlessly cool. She's one of those people. And she had these. You're talking about yourself in third person again? <laughs> no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> now I'm effortlessly. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> you learned it. You learned that. I learned Sorry, that. tell me about it. Um, she wore a specific school shoe. It was a T bar. And oh, that would be at my school too. Yeah. Well, like, and but the rest of us weren't wearing them. We were all wearing lace-up shoes. She had like the sandals, and my mum had been saying for years, "You should get these tea bars." I was like, "Oh, mum, no! I want lace-up shoes, and I'm going to wear socks, not stockings." Oh. And then like Felicity was wearing tea bars and stockings, and I was like, "Um, mum, I need tea bars this year, and uh, can you get me some blue stockings, please?" I'm not wearing the stupid thing you made me wear. I, I hate you. I can't believe you thought this was a good idea. And she was like, "I'm going to murder you." So she, was that because a flick, as as we yes, call her, yep. didn't give a shit, or is it? Is that was that a like a? She was just she was just so cool, and then it just kind of spread. Everybody was wearing them. That's so oh, funny. And now they've banned them at my old school. Banned the tea bars. Yep. So we were one of the last generations to get to wear T-bars at my school. Now they're seen as a symbol of rebellion yep. once again. <sighs> yep. It's pretty great. So I get I get the Jordan effect. Yeah, I what, get it. What happened to Flick? I don't know. She so, left the school in year eight. Year really? Nine. Yeah. What, to start, start trends? She's like, my work here is done. Yeah. She's like, I've healed them. Next. <laughs> is that like like a heel? Is that a pun on heel? Is that a pun on heel? Yes, yes I meant that. So good. Thank you. <laughs> Your mind is so sharp. It's very sharp. <laughs> When Jordan arrived at the Bulls in 1984, they were not going too well. Uh, They joined the competition in 1966, which, interestingly, is also the year that the St. Kilda Football Club won their (laughs) one and only premiership in the VFL slash AFL. To date. I mean, so far. Thank you. By the time someone hears this next year, that may be done. That's right. In fact, I I mean, it's still true that it was their first, but just not their only anymore. Um, It's also the year that England won the Football World Cup. They brought it home that year. That's anyway. still going to be the first and only. <laughs> Anyhow, well, it will be for at least the next Shots four fight, years. Shots fired, Dave. We need to sell tickets to our UK show. So if you could not insult. No, no, no. I insult people so they have to pay money to see me in person to punch me. <laughs> hmm? 
Dave, that's a terrible. And then idea. I buy a security guard. Buy one. Buy one. We're gonna we're gonna perform Get one free. behind a fence, like in Blues Brothers. Yeah, chicken wire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Throw whatever you want, pal. Please don't throw stuff. No liquids. That that gets through. Oh no, nothing gets liquid out. <laughs> Anyhow, the Bulls joined the NBA in 1966 and had been a middling club since then. They had a few periods where they were kind of pushing towards contention and, and, and out. But in the early 80s, they were going particularly poorly. So when he got drafted, was he like, ah, uh, crap? Uh, no, I think he was like... a pretty average team. I guess so. Um, not, I think, I guess, I guess you're just happy to get picked up, Yeah, right? I think you'd just be great. Yeah, third pick. You're getting paid a lot of money, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they were going poorly. Attendances reflected that. There were not, not big crowds going to the games. But the arrival of Jordan started turning this all around almost immediately. Um, and he, he was named the league's rookie of the year and made the all-star team in his first season. Wow. Do people usually do that? I don't think so, no. I mean, rookie of the year normally happens in yeah, your first yeah, season, sorry, but... but making the all-star team. <laughs> all-star team in your likely. first. Yeah. Uh, an Australian won rookie of the year this year. Yeah, Ben yeah. Simmons. Yeah. Did he make the all-star team, though? I, I don't think so, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Simo. Yeah, we went to school together. Whatever. Did you? No. <laughs> I'm a lot older than him. How old is he? He'd be 19, 20. I guess. Oh, 20 fuck. Or something. I hate that. I hate that now. You know? It's because it feels so far away. Like, ah. Oh. Hey, remember that um, Jordan debuted in 1982. 84. Mm-hmm. So does that make you feel better? You weren't even born then. That's true. That does make me feel better. Uh, he found the second year a lot harder, though, as he missed much of the season with a broken foot. Um, but he did return in time for the playoffs, and he scored 63 points against the Boston Celtics. I think I think it was in his second game back after... after 63 a, points in a game? After a broken foot. Um, no. That's fucking mental. It's still the record for a playoff. Do you want to know my PB? Love to know. Love to know. 26. That's very good. That's great, Chess. 63! Yeah, but that's Michael Jordan. That's Michael Jordan, what you're forgetting. Wow! And he was only playing against the Boston Celtics. I bet you were playing against what, the Harlem Globetrotters or yeah, something. Yeah, they're yeah. very tall. Chess <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> played for the Generals and got 26 points. It's crazy. So, yeah, I think that's still, still the NBA playoff record. I'm pretty sure that is correct. That's insane! Um, But... <gasps> Even that wasn't enough. You should have saved that for a fun fact. I'd deem that fun. Oh, well, that was a fun fact then. Oh, fun! <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> it wasn't enough to, for them to win the game, though. Celtics. What? They won in double overtime and went on to win the championships, the Celtics. With Larry Bird. 63 points from one player. Not enough. That's I, mean, sort of I suggests... imagine every other player got one point each. That's crazy. That has blown my mind. All right, guys, game plan. Throw it to Michael. <laughs> I, well, that was, yeah, I reckon that was probably We've the definitely game plan. all been in teams like that. <laughs> Michael gets the I ball. I was He's never like... the person to pass it to. Michael Jordan gets the ball. All right, where do I? Oh, oh I'm Michael Jordan. Okay. I'm Michael, I'm Michael freaking Jordan. Um, the uh, legendary Celtics player Larry Bird said at the time of Jordan, he's the most exciting, awesome player in the game today. I think it's just God disguised as Michael Jordan. Oh, that's a cool quote. Larry Bird seems cool. I don't know a lot about him. I don't him. know a lot about him either. So I don't want to say that in case like he's a creep. I, th- from <laughs> I think what he's I, nice. What, from what I read about him in this, 
he seemed like a, a little bit of fun. There's a little bit of cheekiness from him later. But other other people seem to think he was like he was a bit he was very competitive and stuff, maybe. But I'm I don't sure. know. He's I don't an elite know, sports person. Yeah. I don't know a lot about him. Um like think of anybody who's even a professional he, sports person. It's like, oh, they're a bit competitive. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they fucking win. Yeah, that's how they bother that's, that's how they bother doing what is basically a pointless pursuit. Yeah. To a very high level. Says says three podcasters. <laughs> To a very high level. (laughs) Uh, Pointless pursuit. (laughs) The following season, Jordan once again had a year of personal success, becoming only the second NBA player after Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain to score 3,000 points in a season. (laughs) 3,000 points! Well, do you know the record holder for the most points in a game is Wilt Chamberlain? He's the only one to score over 100 in a game. Wilt... The stilt seems like an absolute freak. A hundred. A hundred points. I I one time was MVP of my team because I got uh, just over a hundred in a season. That's crazy. But how many games are in your seasons? I don't know. They do play one. a lot of games. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, it's Michael's job. <laughs> yeah, no, we just played one game a season. I got, I got 100 points. That's good then. If Thank that's you. the case, that's Thank really you. great. You've just equal the record. Crazy. Um. On top of that, he was the first player to get 200 steals and 100 blocks in a, in a single season. So he was also seen as a really good defensive player. He was an all-round player. Um, I'd like to meet the people who keep these stats too. Like the people who are like, oh, yeah, but you got this many assists. It's like how, how do you possibly keep track of it? Are you sitting there with a clipboard and just like marking everything down as it happens? Yeah, that's what, I think there's a team of them sitting at the that's game. Cra- so it's like, yeah, but if there is, is one person in charge of points, somebody's in charge of fouls, somebody's in charge ah. of assists. Honestly, probably because at the end they're always obsessed with who got a triple-double. Yeah, triple-double. It's crazy. I've seen videos of the the teams who do it in the AFL and I feel like it's, it's one guy calling with yeah. binoculars and another person wow. with the pen mark them down. So be like, hardball get this name or number. Fuck. Like, and there's all these weird That'd stats. That'd be exhausting. Yeah. Well, some of the stats they come up with, like the commentators, you'll hear them say, well, this is the first player to do this in, since this player in this year. And you're like, where did you pull that from? Yeah. How did you just go, well, this person's just done something. Let's see the last time that was done. How? Amazing. They'd have some sweet spreadsheets. Oh, the spreadsheets. The software open. they'd have. Oh. Mm. Oh. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Spreadsheets. Uh, he racked up more individual accolades over the next few years, but it was the ultimate success that Jordan was after. And a handy team was being built around Jordan to help him achieve that, including players like Scotty Pippen, Horace Grant, and John Paxson. Horace Grant? I've never heard that name. I it, like I'm it. pretty sure he was the guy with the, the goggles, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm. You remember a player who used to wear... Where the like the goggles, sports goggles. <laughs> Is that not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Oh, there's probably been two players. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, what a name! No, he's the highest scoring player of all time. Yeah, uh, what is his, his trademark move? The the sky hook, I think that was him. And just Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, what a name! What an everything. <laughs> he's my everything. He's my everything. <laughs> Um, so they, so the team is getting stronger around Jordan as well, uh, and that led to the NBA title in 1991 by defeating the LA Lakers. Uh, they then went back to back in '92 by beating the Portland Trailblazers, and that same year Jordan would win another Olympic gold medal in Barcelona. Barcelona. So he's 
think, I mean, I've, I've breezed across his first two championships. There's so many things you could focus on. I could have broken down seasons, obviously. That yeah. might have been a bit. Game nine. <laughs> first quarter. <laughs> he also has a, you know, he has, has a lot of success. So the Olympics, this is the dream team year. Uh, they were the first USA Olympic basketball team to be made up of active NBA players. And they became known as the Dream Team and, and are described by some as the best sporting team ever put together of any code. Wow. Uh, they thrashed opponents on their way to the gold. The closest anyone got to them was in the gold medal match. How close, do you reckon? It's, it's not that ridiculous, but it's... Within 15? 32. That was the closest, the closest. in Who any they game. Uh, they were played against yeah. Croatia in the gold medal match. Wow. Australia, we must have been sick or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> we were sick. Yeah, nah, big we, Where was Gazy? Gazy! Gazy would have been there. Gazy! We, Fuck, I named a goldfish after Andrew Gaze. I loved Andrew Gaze. I wanted to be number 10 like him. Yeah. He was number 10, Dave. He seems like a good guy. He seems like a great dude. Oh, when he commentates, oh, man, he's the best. He gets so excited. So cute. Sorry. He, he used to do the, uh, I think he used to do like the, the footy tips or something at the end of the Channel 10 sports news and then he'd sh- he'd shoot a ball over his head or something. <laughs> and he got it at least half the time. <laughs> I'm just looking up the – because I remember the Boomers have a pretty – which is the Australian basketball team, have a pretty good record mm. uh, at the Olympics. That year they made quarterfinals and finished sixth. Okay. That's pretty good for a small, not super basketball-y nation. Yeah. I feel like the – the team that we must be looking to put together in the future, it's got to be handy with players like Simmons. Yeah, true. Um, and the, I think there's there's something like eight Australians in the NBA now, which is wild. Yeah. Wild. So basically the team's just them, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Finished fourth as the Australians in 96, 2000 and 2016. So top four, it seems like that shouldn't be right, but... Um, Anyway, bloody is. Anyway, well, so with that dream team, I remember reading that like the opponents basically would stick around and ask for like photos and autographs with the other team after the game. Yeah, because because you're like uh, you're playing against like the best, like yeah, the heroes yeah. of the people you got posters of on your yeah. wall at home, and they. Who would that be for us in podcast terms? Oh, I guess uh, Steel Saunders, mm-hmm. uh, Cameron Alexi from Mike Check. Yep. Yep. Two, yep, 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 two yep. Mi- Think Tank, Mr. Sunday Movies would be there. Yep. Meso, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have Naomi. We get to work um, amongst our heroes. Yeah, that's true. I've met all these people. Best team we've ever put together. Wow. Ever. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so this, the, this is some of the players on the team. Check this out for a, a roll call. Okay. Clyde the Glide Drexler. Oh, the Glide. So Sir good. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. What, Magic. Are they, what are they called, Sir Charles Barkley? Oh, it's got a really funny nickname. I think it's a good name for a dog. Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. That's a good nickname. Carl the Mailman Malone. Fuck yes. As well as players that I I couldn't remember nicknames for. Patrick Ewing, David Robertson, and Larry Bird, amongst many others. Tight, tight shorts. Stockton was there too. So Charles Barkley's nickname is the Round Mound of Rebound. <laughs> That's also Charles. But I really like the round mound of rebound. The round mound of rebound. I don't, know. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, it's a. I love it. Obviously, I don't get it, but I love it. <laughs> the round mound. I think they've just gone. He's a good rebounder. 
And he's like pretty. He's pretty he short and pretty stocky for an NBA player. Yeah, so right. I thought he was like a shorter player though. I didn't think so, he was short. Oh. No, Dave, yeah, you look that up. I mean, I... Mounds don't have to be that that big. That no, I'm just the... thinking like rebounders would be tall. Check height. Maybe I'm wrong. He's one meter ninety eight. Maybe yeah, think because he co-hosts um, that the TNT NBA show with Shaq, who is two uh, meters sixteen. So anyone next to him looks. Tiny. Shaq is huge. Yeah, he's very. big. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who we had before, he's two meters eighteen. Wow, That's I didn't realize Kareem too was big. So big. How I do you th- buy pants? Whereas Michael Jordan is six six, which I think is around that one ninety eight as well. Maybe something like that. How does Shaq buy pants? I don't think he gets normal pants. God. Yeah. He's got his own shop. Shack. Shack Shack. <laughs> yeah. Shack. The Shack Shack. Shack Short Shack. No. Should we buy shorts? The Shack Shack. Shack Short Shack. <laughs> but well. the first one is Shack, like name. And the second one is Shack, like S H. And that's where he buys Shack stuff. No. Oh. <laughs> Get a stack of the Shack. At Shack Shack. At Shack Shack. Shack Slack Shack. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. That's great. <laughs> uh, Shack's fanny packs. <laughs> Shack. <laughs> Shack's fanny Shack bag. <laughs> Should really do an episode on Shack one day. He, he is. He, also he seems like movies. a really cool guy. Yeah. Seems like really fun. Does seem like a fun guy. But he wasn't in this this team? Because I imagine, I know he's a gold medalist. No, I think this might be just, maybe just, for, just pre. Pre-Shack. Um, anyway, pre-Shack world. Back to Jordan. Sorry, yes. If you want yeah, he's only the... successful because he's in a pre-Shack world. Are we right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Do you mind looking up when he Shack came into it? Yeah. Um, back to Jordan. Uh, he, so after the Olympics, he then led the Bulls to a three-peat in 1993 when they beat Sir Charles Barclays, the round mound of sound, rebound and rebound, the pound of rebound, uh, and his Phoenix Suns team. So that's for the third time wow. Jordan was awarded the playoffs MVP as well. So he's starring in the best team. He's um, killing it. The Suns uh, mascot, by the way, is Go the Gorilla, as discussed on episode two of Primates Podcast, which is... Why isn't it a son? Yeah, well, I tell that story on episode two of the podcast, Primates. You should check it out. Uh, Shaq debuted in 92 for Orlando Magic. So he just didn't, didn't for, quite... And he was the first pick. Yes, and it was he. I feel like he might have been rookie of the year. I can't. He won a gold medal in '96, the next Olympics. Right, so he just didn't quite make the dream. '96 was Atlanta. Yeah. Yes. And he was the rookie of the year. He was the rookie of '93. Never get things. We'll talk about Shaq (laughs) another time, though. Uh, so this, I mean, it's hard to go through a do-go-on episode without hitting tragedy, and I I didn't realize this, but uh, while Jordan and his career was reaching heights. On the court, um, he found tragedy off the court uh, in 1993. Um, he was it was around a month after winning the championship. Jordan was informed that his father never arrived home after leaving a friend's house just after midnight on July 23rd, which was a week before his 57th birthday. On August the 3rd, a body is found in a creek in South Carolina. Oh, my God. But at that stage is... Unidentified and listed uh, and listed as a John Doe. There is a gun wound in the badly decaying body. Four days later, the body is cremated by a state coroner as a John Doe. The coroner is quoted as saying, "This was the first time that we didn't know who we had within a few days or so. We were left with nobody missing in North Carolina and nobody missing in South Carolina. It was not done lightly. I hope the family understands why we did what we had to do." 
Wow. Yeah. That's what I thought. I'm like, cremators are John Doe, but they just. But hang on. But. but They hadn't. The family hadn't. Um... But nobody had noticed? Well, I, I found this a bit confusing, but it sounds like he traveled a lot for work and, and right. there was some confusion. They didn't realize he was missing till Fuck. a little while later. Uh, on August the 5th, police uh, find a Lexus that has been stripped down for parts. It was found around 60 miles southwest of where the body had been found. And it is later realized that this is Jordan's car. And on August the 13th, James Jordan is identified by his dental records. This is after, obviously, yeah. they've um, called it in. Teenage friends Daniel Green and Larry Demery are the prime suspects for the murder of James Jordan. And key evidence came from the records of uh, Jordan's car phone. At 7.05 on the morning of the murder, a two-minute call is made to a sex line. Then at 10... Isn't that... From a car phone. From his car phone. The car phone they stole it just after killing someone. It doesn't feel like the sexiest place to make a call from. <laughs> just killed someone six Jess years is, later. And killed, it's just the car that's... <laughs> that's the only thing throwing Jess off. Just killed a person. I'll probably go inside to make the sex call. <laughs> I'm going to call a sex line from the car. Hot. So I mean, it hot. Is a, it's the car phone. No, I know. Would you want him to just pull that cord out just outside of the car? Would that no, be better? No, I mean, no, it's better to... Because I don't know what he's doing while there's a sex... Or you're on the phone to the sex line. You have well, a wild guess. Asking for directions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'd rather he do that in the car than right. not in the car. But, you know. Uh, soon after the phone is used to call... Uh, this is at about 10.47. The phone is used to call Green's half-brother before an, a series of calls are made to f- uh, relatives and friends of Green and Demery over the following days. Largely due to these phone records, on August the 15th, Green and Demery are arrested and charged, and the following day, police search Green's home, finding a gun and also a rap video in which Green is wearing Michael Jordan's NBA championship watch and 1986 NBA all-star ring, both given as presents from Michael to James. A rec- rap video. He records a rap video where he's like showing off his Michael Jordan bling. You fucking moron. Uh, Green and Demery agree to testify against each other. <laughs> so they turn on each of other. Of course they do. And in their trials, uh, 1996, so a few years later, both are found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. Both had records of some They're pretty violent stuff though. before that. Yeah, I think latest teenagers yeah. tried as, as adults, I guess. Still, it's like. Come on. So, like, that's a that was a weird thing in the middle of this report. I'm like, I had no idea. Did you come across any articles that were, that talked about Michael Jackson's dad and how there's like rumors that he was killed by the mob and things like that? Michael Jackson's Jackson dad. Sorry, Michael Jordan's dad. <laughs> oh, sorry, no. Oh, they thought that this is some sort of cover up. Yeah, because he was like maybe gam. This is all absolute speculation online that I've read before. Right. No, I didn't. I didn't see any of that. But he's like. Yeah. I didn't go into the dark web though, Dave. So uh, yeah, where well, you do your reports? It's my homepage. Check out Annie Oakley. Some pretty dark stuff in there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just remember reading an article about that once. Going, it's one of those theories that you know he was gambling and hmm. weird, possibly. But I that sounds pretty open and shut to me. He's, yeah, yeah, with the videos he's, and he's got stuff. a rap video. That's ridiculous. We're in the ring. Yeah. Sorry to have fixated on the car phone. I just thought that's a weird place to call a sex line. Yeah. I mean, it seems like these might be kind of weird dudes. Yeah, I think you're right. Not uh, very bright either. No. I'm very glad they got caught. But... You think they're still in jail? Uh, yes, I believe so. Wow. 
I, well, I, I did not look that up, so I don't know why I say believe so. Just a feeling, I you hope. hope so. Yeah, me too. Um, obviously, Jordan was grief-stricken by his father's death, and this was one of the key reasons why Jordan quit basketball at the height of his powers. So he just won three championships in a row with no reason why they wouldn't be going for a fourth the following year. Um, but th- this shocked the sporting world. According to NotableBiographies.com, Jordan had won three straight NBA titles, three regular season MVP awards, three playoff MVP titles, seven consecutive scoring titles, and he was a member of the All-Star team every year that he was in the league. In just nine seasons, he'd become the Bulls' all-time leading scorer. He just can't, he can't get a better record than that. In no, it's years. just like... It can't get better. It's just so perfect mm. without winning every single title, right? Or, you know, like, it's just wild. It's just such a good... Such yeah, because the last three years, he's won. He's won the championship. He was the best player in the championship, and he was also named the best player in the whole league. It's yeah. like, well... And it's on every level. And the top yeah. scorer. It's, you, those last three years, you can't get better. Ridiculous. And also the fact that he turned a team that was battling into, you know, an unstoppable force. It's clearly he is the key ingredient yeah. in all of that. Wow. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. i got to get something off my chest. Okay. I ate... Your last biscuit. That I was saving has been, them for my wedding. That has been stress. <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. it was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit he, that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. Okay, so what's next for Jordan? What's he up to he's, next? He's quit basketball, but he's got to do something with his time. Do you guys know what comes next? Uh, if Space Jam is true. And golf. It, it's vaguely based on it. He plays golf and he gets stuck in a hole and <laughs> human gets a bulldozer in and just starts digging to heaven. I mean, hell. That's your version of yeah. heaven. <laughs> You're a bad boy. <laughs> My bad, bad boy. Does he actually try baseball? Yes, he does. That's that's what he does. Um, we all grieve in our own ways. It turns out that MJ does it by switching sports. Still in a professional capacity. In the 1994-95 season, Jordan tried out with the Chicago White Sox, the big, big teams, also obviously just in the same town as mm-hmm. the Bulls. Um, and Chicago's Bulls coach at the time, Phil Jackson, 
said at, at the time. I've said that too many times at the time. <laughs> this is what he said. When was this? It was at the time. Okay. <laughs> His father, this is what he said. His father wanted to play pro ball. And did play semi-pro. His, da- his, ja- his dad, James, wanted to play. Yeah. Uh, when his father passed away, I think Michael was kind of living out his father's dream. That's one of the things I thought when I heard it. Oh, so his father wanted to play pro baseball. Yes. Yeah. And he kind of wanted, and it, he also encouraged uh, Michael to play. But he was also super encouraging with his basketball. Apparently, He didn't just keep hitting the ball out of his hand and putting a, ba- a baseball glove on. <laughs> he, yeah, he kept giving him a – he's like, you can use the basketball, but here is a really huge baseball bat <laughs> and it, hopefully this will somehow still work out for you. Uh, according to Michael Jordan, The Life by Roland Lazenby, uh, which I'm going to quote a little bit here, Jordan was excited about the change, quoting uh, – the book quoted him as saying, all of a sudden I felt like a kid again. Oh, that's nice. They also described Jordan's legendary work ethic transferring over to baseball, which prompted White Sox hitting coach Walt Hrnerak to describe him as one hardworking motherfucker. (laughs) 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 Sorry, Walt, can we just get a quick quote for our biography on Michael Jordan? How would you describe him? One hardworking motherfucker. Thanks, Walt. Thanks, Walt. (laughs) That's all we need. Okay. That'll do. Yep. And cut. See you, Walt. (laughs) Uh, the hard work didn't really pay off particularly, though. Oh, the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he struggled and was a long way off uh, the Major League pace. Instead, he was allocated to the Birmingham Birmingham Barons in the A Southern League, which, according to the article, is a prospects league, mostly for young talent and kind of like, a one, I guess, one of their feeder kind of clubs. So I didn't realize this, but it sounds like the Pro Bowl Major League clubs will have little clubs around littered around the country yeah. at different levels. Sure, like in a the sort of feeding. Below. Yeah, I guess, you know, like as a Fostering training ground. Fostering talent. Of, yes. And, yep. Well, sometimes in our uh, Aussie rules, in AFL, they get sent back to the VFL when they come back from injury to sort of just get back into yeah, it that's before right. getting picked back yeah. up into the main team. Yeah, that, it'd be, it's some sort of version of that, but it's interesting that it's not even in the same city. So the these guys, I think they were in um, Alabama. Right. Yeah, and there's other – yeah, it sounds like they have teams all around the country. You go see your local Alabama team and the world's greatest basketball players playing baseball. Yeah, is that so strange. Apparently it was a big circus. People, like, brought so many journalists and fans and stuff would follow them around. It's a, there's also, like, the – in um, in soccer or football, uh, my Melbourne team, Melbourne City, they, they've been bought by Manchester City who also own New York uh, Football Club. Wow. Or New York City Football Club. So they've got these other teams around the world and, and um, one of the, the Melbourne players is, is being sent over to, um, he's been signed to Manchester. So I think they use it in a similar kind of way. Mm. So that, that's probably more common. It's just a bit weird for Australia because we just don't have that big of a... Yeah. Uh, like there's not as much money and so they can't afford to just have teams everywhere. Anyhow, um, in general, yeah, he found it... They're going very tough. And he was quoted talk, talking to the New York Times saying, it's been embarrassing. It's been frustrating. It can make you mad. I don't remember the last time I had all those feelings at once. And I've been working too hard at this to make myself look like a fool. For the last nine years, I lived in a situation where I had the world at my feet. Now I'm just another minor leaguer in the clubhouse here trying to make it to the major leagues. So he's try, he, was try, he was generally trying and he really did want to make a, a go of it. Um but the, uh, the idea of trying his hand at pro baseball first came up in 1990, apparently. He's saying, it began as my father's idea. We had seen Bo Jackson and 
a guy called Dion Sanders try two sports, and my father had said that he felt I could have made it in baseball too. He said, you've got the skills. He thought I'd proved everything I could in basketball and that I might want to give baseball a shot. I told him, no, I haven't done everything. I haven't won a championship. This is back in 1990. Mm, right. Then I won it and we talked about baseball on occasion and then we won two more championships and then he was killed. So you could sort of see where, where his head was at and why he did want to have a crack at baseball. Yeah. I mean, you'd feel... Yeah, you'd be feeling a lot of different things, but I mean, with all that in mind, it makes some sense. Mm. Um, this is uh, this is a quote from uh, uh, pitching instructor Tom House, who said at the time he's attempting to compete with hitters who have seen three hundred fifty thousand fastballs in their baseball lives and two hundred four thousand breaking balls. Such weird specific numbers. Anyway, yeah, he said baseball is a function of repetition. If Michael had pursued, I, I'm guessing he's basing that on on real data. But anyway, um, baseball is a function of repetition. If Michael had pursued baseball out of high school, I don't doubt that he would have wound up making as much money in baseball as in basketball. But he's not exactly tearing up Double A, and that's light years from the big leagues. Wow. Okay. That makes sense. Baseball. It's yeah. really just swing. You just and that's what isn't that how they train? It's just like a ball machine, just flinging mm. balls at you, just in the nets, just hitting and hitting and hitting. And he's. It's going to be very hard to come back from that. You'd have to have just some sort of freakish talent, which I guess... Which he has for basketball. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Um, He did steadily improve as the season wore on, though, earning a promotion to the Scottsdale Scorpions of the Arizona Fall League. But in the end, baseball wasn't for him. Uh, A mix of circumstances, including a major, uh, major league baseball player strike, meant that Jordan decided to go back to the NBA. He did... There's a lot of... It's again like everything. I could could have done the whole episode on his baseball career. There's a lot of cool little stories in there. How he interacted with the other, like he's playing with, you know, other battlers in baseball league, just young kids and and old um, journeymen and stuff. Right, and he's like obviously a multi millionaire. Yeah, so it's just a real fascinating mm. way how that would have all worked. That'd make a great movie, I reckon. Um, it's almost it feels like something you know, like Space Jam Two. <laughs> that's in the that's in the works, apparently. Uh, <laughs> You, you, I'm available. It, it would be taken a different direction to make it about um, his years playing baseball in the minor leagues, but anyway. I mean, they had a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah, there was a little bit of that, which was fun. They're just going to deep dive. They're going to explore it more. He did. He also did play a, an exhibition match for the White Sox, and he did a few little. I've looked at some highlights of, and he made you know made a few hits. He made some runs, but yeah, you know, he was just a he. He went from really ordinary up to pretty average but he was on like if he kept going on that path who knows, who knows? he may have he's obviously a competent player like he's a very good natural sports person and and has the work ethic totally to, and commitment that would have if anyone had a chance maybe he would have mm. but it just sounded like it was too hard and then that player strike happened so um i think he saw that as an opportunity potentially and on march the 18th 1995 jordan sent his now legendary two word facts which is also like his announcement and also his press release. I quit. I'm, I'm back. back. Yeah. I, I'd never heard ah. of that, but it just makes sense. And that was his him announcing that he, apparently with his his team around him, they they were writing all these different drafts. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I don't know, it's not quite right. And he's like, let me write it. And he came back with the two words. <laughs> oh, that's badass. Um, so how long had he been away for? Just one season? Uh, yeah, about a year and a half. Right. So it's a long, again, like... Not it's playing baseball time. since you were a kid. He didn't play, hadn't played baseball since he was in high school. So for over a decade, and he tried to and he did okay 
yeah. playing mm. professionally. It's crazy. But a year and a half away from, and he didn't play any basketball in that time. He was very focused on baseball. So it's a long time to. God, you, would, do you reckon these doubts start to creep in? You're like, what if I'm not good anymore? Yeah. But there must have been some of those doubts, I'm guessing. Um, like you but take then a you, break from anything. But then you remind yourself, I'm Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, that's you right. get on the oh, court. Oh, hang on. I'm you Michael Jordan. You catch a Jordan. glimpse of yourself in the mirror. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'll be, oh, I'll be oh, great. I'm such an idiot. I'm synonymous with good basketball. <laughs> I'm the oh, look, highest I, compliment you could pay someone in basketball. I looked at my shoes and I saw that it's a picture of me on there. <laughs> like, I, oh, no, I'm pretty good at this. Um, that day, a guy called Steve Shanweld, who worked for the Bulls, said that the phones instantly started ringing off the hook. Our season ticket waiting list started to grow again. TV ratings skyrocketed and interest from companies who wanted to sponsor us accelerated, he said. Overnight, we became the center of the sports universe, universe again instead of just another very good NBA team. Do you reckon when he, he left the team and his teammates would have been really pissed off? Because if you're like... You must well, have had some understanding with, with what he went through. I suppose, yeah. yeah that's his father different. dying, yeah. It's not just like he was like, well, I'm good. But yeah. you hope that uh, he's not like a diva of the team, you know, because obviously, well, look at all the attention that they get because he's coming back. So he's making the money. So obviously they'll, they'll do whatever they can to keep him happy. And he's also gave a bunch of them premiership or championship rings. Yeah. Um, and watches apparently, which I didn't realise was a thing. But... Yeah, so I think that there must be mixed emotions totally. between jealousy but also appreciation and also just you'd be like, I feel lucky to be playing in this yeah. once-in-a-generation team, but yeah, I'm you... a very good basketballer yeah, as well. Exactly. Like My whole life I was the gun, which is what, I yeah, guess, anyone like... in a professional team. Yeah, I was be. the best in my college. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was the best in my college's league probably. Yeah, yeah. and then you get there and you're like, oh, Michael Jordan. I, he makes me look not very good. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he and there, a guy was traded back into the team who who started with them to take over his um, his place and he was like a good ordinary player. I wish I could remember his name. But apparently um, once Jordan said he was coming back, they arrived for the first game back and the coach saw this guy in the locker room and he goes, I'm going to start Michael tonight. And he goes, you sure you want to do that? <laughs> and he said they both laughed and just walked in. He's <laughs> that like a real cool guy. He's, he's, he was the guy who you think could have hard feelings. He's like, all right, you, oh, you, got, you want your spot back. Cool. I guess I'll I feel so bad go for somewhere this guy. else. Yeah. But he just, I don't know. He's also part of this awesome story. So it's, it's a tricky one. And he still played out, you know, a whole career. Yeah. He just, you get the ring at the end of the season. Ended up being a bit of a journeyman around the place. Um, his famous number 23 was retired by the club when he left to play baseball. Uh, but there was no rule saying it couldn't be unretired, even though he wore number 45 when he came back. And I always thought that was because of the, there must have been a, some weird strict rule about retiring numbers, but that wasn't the case. He just wanted to wear the number he wore playing baseball, which I don't know why, but I... I'm thinking maybe it's just to show that he wasn't embarrassed about his baseball years. He didn't want to hide from it. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. That seems like that's potentially just a sign of him going, I'm proud of what I did in baseball. I suppose you got to also print and sell a whole new bunch of T-shirts Yeah, as well. Yeah. Everyone's like, well, got to get the 45 jersey now. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, some doubted, I don't whether or not he did, but some doubted that uh, he could return to the heights he'd previously achieved with basketball. And a year... oh, I'd love, I'd love that person. Yeah, to have to go back to their article. Mm. Uh, yeah, I got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's all that time away from the game, but when he returned, he he didn't quite hit the same standards that he'd set. 
Um, the Bulls were knocked out in the playoffs by Shaquille O'Neal's Orlando Magic. And in that series, uh, early on, Jordan changed his number back to 23, apparently, which meant he got uh, the team got fined um, from wearing the wrong number, but you know, he just wanted to wear that number again. Uh, the Magic then went on to lose the championship decider to the Houston Rockets. I don't think the Magic ever won one. Is that right, Dave? It doesn't matter. Um, and Shaq definitely has. But that was was that for the Lakers? Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he went on to lose. Uh, the Magic went on to lose the championship decider to the Houston Rockets, mm. led by Hakeem Olajuwon, the number one draft pick oh. that year. In the offseason, Jordan was determined to get himself and the Bulls back to the top. Only trouble was he had signed a deal to make a movie that offseason. That movie, any guesses? Uh, <laughs> what a girl Titanic. Wants. Oh, was Space Jam. Oh. Isn't he in Titanic, though? I'm oh, sure I mean, he is. In a way. He's, he's in What a Girl Wants. What a girl. You know, I thought you said what Water Girl. girl water Girl Wants. <laughs> I didn't say that. No, that's what Dave I Dave did. Oh, you said Water Girl Wants. No, I said And you what? said Titanic. Which is basically Which is the same movie. The same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get Dave and my voices mixed up? Look, to be honest... I thought you were singing What a Girl Wants, and that made me assume you also said. He was singing I What a Girl Wants. I started. Oh my God. You do get us confused. Who said that? <laughs> I need my contacts. Matt, it's me, Jess. <laughs> yes, Dave? What? <laughs> oh God. Uh, Losing him. So. I'm going to talk about Space Jam for a bit here. Yes. If you guys are interested. So, so just to, the backstory you just set up there was that he said, oh, don't, I can commit to the team, but I've signed a film deal. He's like, he, the, the team did okay on his return, but he wasn't, he wasn't quite hitting the peaks. He's like, in this offseason, I've got to take it up a notch. Our only problem is got another little commitment, and that is to film a, a, a Hollywood movie. <laughs> So this is what he did. He made it clear to the filmmakers that he needed a first-class training facility so he could work on his game between shooting, and they delivered. They made a pop-up state-of-the-art facility on the Warner Brothers lot, housing a full basketball court that was shipped in from Long Beach <laughs> Arena. <laughs> that poor local team doesn't have a basketball court. <laughs> Some of the players still Michael training. Jordan needs this. <laughs> oh, they're just like, it's a, they realise they're on the back of a truck all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Um, according to an article on news.com, it says it, it also included an open living room with big screen TV, which was impressive back then. Now, any bloody house, you'll find a bloody big screen TV. Am I right? Hey, no, every house is a world. living room. <laughs> <laughs> I have a living room, not to brag. Huge. Yep. Uh, sound system, couches. I mean, some of these things aren't huge brags, really. I don't know how these are state-of-the-art training facilities for him. Like, so somewhere got... to sit. <laughs> I know. What actor doesn't get a couch on this? Yeah. <laughs> now, news.com, phantom noteworthy. And also a living room table. Also. <laughs> a table. He had a table. He had a toilet. <laughs> and he... also somewhere to nap, <laughs> a.k.a. a bed. <laughs> Sorry, Tim Allen just walked in. Hi, Tim. <laughs> Sorry, Tim Taylor. Uh, a full gymnasium was also there with free weights and workout machines. And free lo- weights? Yeah. He wasn't having to pay for the weights. <laughs> he wasn't having to pay for the weights. <laughs> but he wanted a treadmill. You better believe he was putting yeah, in $2. There was a little coin slot there. <laughs> uh, and a locker room with several showers. Why? 
Hey, it's just Michael Jordan. Just in case Michael and Newman need to take a shower at the same time. <laughs> he had seven showers, one for each day of the week. This is my Monday shower, my Tuesday shower. <laughs> How the other half live, eh? Oh, God. Uh, how many showers do you have, Dave? How many showers a day or how many different showers? How many different showers? Four. How many showers a day? Four. Wow. One in each. Very good. Otherwise, Keep it even. Otherwise they get dry. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Maddie, how many showers do you have? Depends if Dave lets me in or not. <laughs> banging on the door with a towel on his shoulder. Dave, please. I'm very stinky. I'm, f- I'm filthy. I'm very stinky. Uh, there was also a putting green and a card table. And a card table a little. I think that, I, I think mean, like a full poker. State-of-the-art card table. The entire dome cost Warner Brothers $10,000 a week just to air condition. What the actual fuck? <laughs> okay, he's a diva. And he, just in air condition, 10 grand a week. That I is. I just remember Did he wild. request all of those things or they're like, and we'll give him this and we'll give him this? I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. It's, yeah, so he d- just wanted somewhere to train. That's all he asked for. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, a card table? Yeah, okay. He's like, no, no, I just want like a basketball ring. No, just remember, he's an insane gambler as well. Is yeah, right? big gambler. Probably, yeah. I don't know if he's a good gambler or not. Do you talk about his gambling at all? No. Yeah, I'm pretty d- sure I'd- it did come up though. He he would gamble with his Barons teammates and and wouldn't he like sometimes like stay out in Vegas till the middle of the yeah, night man. and then go to a game on two hours sleep and beat everyone like right frustratingly good. That would be frustrating. Lee yeah, good. I did. He definitely definitely into a bit of gambling. Uh, according to Nathaniel Bellamy Jr., who was Jordan's stand-in for the movie during the shooting period, basketball games would be organized in lunch breaks with a bunch of NBA stars who would come in to play Jordan, saying, after a while, I just got used to seeing all the Hollywood stars and Warner Brothers executives at Jordan Dome pickup games. They called it Jordan Dome, the the court. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so he would play against famous people that aren't yeah, so basketballers. Yeah, just people would be coming through, just other actors and stuff. Pierce Brosnan's making a film, drops by. Apparently. Hello, I'm Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Apparently, Hollywood stars like. <laughs> such a good impression. It wasn't The name's Bond, James Bond. Let's have a. Let's have, shoot some hoops, Michael. <laughs> Michael. Yours sounded more like, like Bono or something. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure Pierce is Irish, isn't he? I think Bono was also there, to be fair. No, nah, that would be good, to be fair. I didn't. I'm not. I don't think every Irish person sounds the same. I think you no, particularly think they, wow. sounded like Bono. They all sound like Bono. <laughs> That's true. I've got one Irish accent and it's Bono. Imagine that. Imagine. I can't. (laughs) Uh, My brain is not big enough to be able to. Imagine having less than nine separate Irish dialect accents. Come on. Crazy. Come on. Um, So apparently Hollywood stars. Pierce Brosnan is Irish. I looked it up. Thank you. Apparently apparently Hollywood stars like uh, Mark Hamill and George Clooney would get there, get down there a bit. He said so many stars came by the Jordan Dome that you just can't name them all. Bellamy. Recalled. Well, name a couple of. He them names then. two. He names two. That's not enough. No, I need you to get through six or seven before. And you then start. you think, all right, stop the list. That's enough. Yeah. But I mean, is it really helping Michael Jordan if he plays against Mark Hamill? Yeah. That's not really training. No <laughs> offense, Mark Hamill. Like Mark, he just. Doesn't seem like he's not on the same level as Shaq. He's a Jedi Knight. That's true. As far as I understand, it's one of their things is good, good basketball. That's true. Use the force to slam dunk. (laughs) 
The movie also featured other NBA players, including Charles Barkley. Yes. The Mound of Sound. Yes. Uh, Sean Bradley. What's mm-hmm. his nickname? You got a nickname for him? Boo. Boo Bradley. Boo Bradley. Nice. Patrick Ewing, Larry Johnson, and Muggsy Bogues. He's the really short one, isn't he? Yeah. They all have their talent stolen by the alien monsters. And Larry Bird also makes a cameo. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is one of the listeners who suggested the topic. Uh, also, one of he mentioned in his little um, blurb for why it would make a good topic. He said, yep. asking him to talk about Larry Bird's antics on set. Oh, and I found I he's found, a bit of a prankster, is he? It's a bit cheeky, Larry. I, I found oh, the you left the door open on Jordan Dome, huh? Oh. Got to pay twelve grand that way to air condition it. All right, it's a similar Larry. sort of level. <laughs> I found um I found the I found from Bird's uh, book his autobiography he talks there's a few paragraphs about this particular thing that they wanted me to bring up and this this is from the book the movie the movie people really took care of us they had this big room filled uh, in the hotel filled with food drinks anything you wanted one cooler had beer another had soda another had sandwiches. And then there was this. Is big... Is that all you want? Like <laughs> That's all to... you want. Sounds like he's trying to pad his book out. <laughs> yeah, it does. I, uh, sandwiches <laughs> were there. there. I could have a sandwich and a soda. No well, problem. The soda yeah. and the ch- John smelled really good. Sometimes I had a beer with my sandwich, <laughs> but there was always a sandwich and some kind of libation. <laughs> I'm Larry Bird. <laughs> you were reading the book, that, just in case you've. You've joined us now. I'm Larry Bird talking all about some stuff that's happened to me. Anyway, back to the story. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then there was this big cooler marked Michael only. You weren't supposed to touch that one because it was Michael Jordan's special stuff. They flew in just for him. So one day Bill Murray and I were just sitting there. (laughs) (laughs) Name drop. So it's the best name drop too. Oh, yeah, totally. And I go over to Michael's cooler and I lift up the lid. Oh, my God. He's there was this girl there and her only job was to make sure everything was just right for <laughs> Michael Jordan. I thought you meant there was a girl inside. Yeah. <laughs> he lifted up the lid. There was this girl there. I was like, what are you doing in there? She looked terrified. I'm really hey, cold. You know what? It's not clear if that that, that isn't what he means. <laughs> her only job was to make sure everything was just right for Michael Jordan. And she starts yelling at me from inside the cooler. <laughs> Hey. Larry, you can't come in here. No, I don't say, <laughs> Larry, you can't go in there. Larry, you can't come in here, I said. I said, what are you talking about? That's bull. Everyone here is family. So he's, he's bigging himself up. He talked pretty sternly to him. She was getting all nervous and said, no, no, those are all things that Michael told me he wanted. And if you take something out of there, Michael won't be able to have it. And we just can't let that happen. <laughs> Oh Bill God. Murray is laughing the whole time listening to this oh because whenever Michael walked into the room, he always went to one of the other coolers and pulled something out. He's just like the rest of us. All he right, ha- just Michael can go to all the coolers and Michael's cooler. <laughs> yeah. You can't go to Michael's. That's the only rule. <laughs> Michael's not limited to the Michael cooler, okay? Yeah, that's obviously that's. <laughs> no, this is called Jordan Dome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, Larry. How, how do we make this clearer? How <laughs> dumb are you? <laughs> Oh. But he said, but he said he hardly ever opened his own cooler. Can we, I mean, that's his prerogative, Larry. I wonder like, what's in there. Uh, any, anyhow, <laughs> I waited until the girl left. Then I reached in and started grabbing stuff out of Michael's cooler and throwing it out to the crew all over the set. I threw it everywhere: Gatorade bottles, some special drink he liked, candy bars. Oh, she was so mad at me. Medicine for the. <laughs> A kidney. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't need this. Jum, 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 jum. <laughs> For the rest of our stay, every time I went by that cooler, I took something out. 
That is the Larry Bird story. <laughs> Those are the Larry Bird antics. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about well that done, is Larry Bird. You know how a lot of celebrities, especially if they're not from like a, a writing background, will get a ghostwriter. It's clear he did not. <laughs> Because that is terribly written. Also poorly read by Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Terribly written, poorly read, badly recounted. (laughs) It's a fail all around. I enjoyed that a lot. It's two out of five. I found it so fun as well. And the fact that it was mentioned in this very short thing, hey, you should do an episode about Michael Jordan and Space Jam. You can talk about this, this, and how. And he he said how Larry Bird stole Michael Jordan's sandwiches. So there may be a more entertainingly uh, written version of that story. I don't but... know that there is. I don't know how there could be. It was a good amount of fun. I loved it. No, so that's an episode highlight. I'm glad they brought that. <laughs> that's really funny. I do, I read it and I'm like, do I put this in? It is fun. Mm. It does show a different side of Larry. You made the right call. You know? Yeah. What were you, do you think of Larry Bird differently now? I do. Yeah. And I just don't like that kind of disregard for rules. <laughs> yeah. Because I would be that that... That woman trying to just keep the peace and keep things rolling, and then there's one little turd fucking everything yeah. up. Yeah, and then and then who gets in trouble when Michael needs something that's in his cooler and it's not there? Who gets in trouble? It's not then? Larry Bird. It's not Larry Bird, is it? Also, Larry, you're also a big star, very rich man. There are many other coolers. You've said there's everything you need. <laughs> yes, you literally said there's everything you need. Beer, soda, sandwiches. The big three, baby. <laughs> what do you need? Just ask. If there's something you want, just ask. I'll get it for you. I'm sure there's someone here at this Hollywood studio that can get you Larry Bird doing a a cameo in the movie. Also, how weird for the people on set. Like, Larry Bird hands you a sandwich. You're like, oh, thanks so much. You start eating it. And he's like, yeah, that's Michael Jordan. (laughs) You're like, oh, my God. I'm going to get fired. Nah, it's fun. This nah. is fun. We're having fun. She's so mad. I'm putting this in my book. I always find that weird. <laughs> Hold on, just let me write down this idea for my book, that sh- which I'll write in a few years. It's inevitable that I'll write a book. It... I always find it weird when people think it's really funny when someone's mad at you. Yeah. That's strange to me. Like, oh, oh man, you're she's so this pissed off. Day. Like, yeah, just pissed off because you're acting inconsiderately. And, and yeah, weird. it is weird. It's also like, you know, when people write a book and a bit of time's gone by and it's a memory, they normally, they juice it up a little bit. He Imagine is. what the reality of the story was. <laughs> it was like a one minute thing. She said, don't go in there. He went, no worries, miss. <laughs> yeah. And then she left thinking nothing would go wrong. And he He's took out sweating a bullets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to impress Bill Murray. <laughs> He's laughing. Bill's like snoozing over in the yeah, corner. He's like, just in Bill, the room. Bill Murray was laughing his head off. <laughs> Bill Murray said, "I'm the funniest person he's ever met in, the, in his life." He said, "I should have been in Ghostbusters." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Fuck Dan Aykroyd." <laughs> Apparently, uh, we're well, moving on again. Apparently, the Michael Jordan work ethic transferred over to acting as well, according to Bellamy. I'm really I'm working this guy Bellamy who no one's ever heard of a bit because he was just quoted a bit in this article, mm. and he had some real insights. Um, <laughs> according to Bellamy, Mike was great on set and he always and he was always prepared to work. Acting wise, he got incrementally better as the shoot went along. <laughs> it's a little backhander. <laughs> incrementally, <laughs> and also just saying he improved sort of implies that he wasn't great at the start. Well, if you watch the film, he's not great in it, but he's also fine, right? I think the real breakout performer there is Daffy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Bugs is always a real star, obviously. Obviously. A lot of natural talent. Lola Bunny. First, that's her first appearance in anything. She yeah. was created for the movie, Lola. She was great. Lola was great. Girl power, am I right? 
Oh, you are so right. <laughs> and incrementally is not enough. <laughs> Dave, remind me to tell you a joke about girl power later off mic because it's not appropriate for on mic. <laughs> is it appropriate for you to well? Will do. <laughs> I bet it's going to be a Larry Bird-esque <laughs> anecdote. It's going to be a real ripping. Anyway, line. so the Spice Girls were hanging out <laughs> with these coolers. Uh, if you don't know Space Jam, I know you two sound like you definitely do, but some people listening at home might not. Here's a brief synopsis from Rotten Tomatoes. Basketball superstar Michael Jordan and cartoon favourite Bugs Bunny team up with other basketball greats and Looney Tunes characters in this combination animated slash live action feature. Jordan must help the Looney Tunes gang with a basketball game against a group of outer space creatures, the Monstars, whose plan, if they win, is to kidnap the Looney Tunes and take them to the failing intergalactic amusement park as the latest attraction. Oh, I forgot what that was. Yeah, yeah so okay. that's what the game. That was So if they lost, the Looney Tunes would have to go up to Moron Mountain. And they're just playing one game against them? One game. Why didn't the Looney Tunes agree to it? I can't remember. Uh, Do they kidnap someone or something? Yeah, it's more... Why do they agree to those terms? All yeah. right, I those guess we'll play. Those are stupid terms. Yeah, that, it's, maybe it's just one of... There's often stupid terms in those movies. I think you'd go best of three games. Yeah, just in case. The, I don't, yeah. It does happen in movies a lot. I've just it just made me think of the time it happens in um in the Tenacious D movie when <laughs> yeah. they make a deal where it's like um and the devil okay, and you can take uh you can you can take Kyle there's a Jack Black saying you can take Kyle as your sex slave <laughs> and Kyle's like what and Jack Black's like it's the only way was <laughs> 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 very very funny it's the only way that is kind of what these movies are always like yeah. somehow they make it so it's the only way it's like. There's definitely other yeah. opportunities, other ways we could handle this. No. No, it's We have the to play a basketball way. game to save you from having to go to Moron Mountain. Uh, and the- it doesn't go, it only goes for about, I watched it a few years ago again, and it only goes for about 80 minutes or something. It's right. very short. Kids movie. Yeah, I guess that, that's probably normal. Maybe 80, not normal. 80, 90 is about right for a kid. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, I get to, I get bored after a while anyway. Yeah, I mean, the premises. We've been going for you know over an hour, and I'm getting itchy feet. <laughs> when you want to get married, is that what itchy feet? No, that's no, cold, cold feet, feet not feet, wanting not, to get yeah. married. Itchy feet's wanting to is move. Cold feet's not wanting to get married. I always assumed itchy feet was wanting to get married. Yes, but I want to get married because you want to get to the dance floor. Correct. Yep. Want a boogie, and that's the only way to get to a dance floor. To get married. Yeah. They won't let single or unmarried people no, dance. That, that's not a place for them. It's footloose all over again. It's inappropriate. Yuck. It goes for 88 minutes. 88 minutes. Dave, can you look this up? The movie's original promotional website can still be found online. <gasps> yes, and it's still the same. I've been on it not that oh long God, ago. It's all exactly me. the same, and it is such a cool... Um, yeah, I'll show it to it's you. It's all exactly as it was in 1996. Oh, fuck yeah. It's like you remember, oh, the first time I went on the internet, stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. It's, a, it's like a real cool time capsule. That's awesome. And I actually, What's the website? Uh, spacejam.com, which Great. now goes to warnerbrothers.com and it's been archived, but it's exactly the same, yeah. Nice. And I, I, I got the following information about the film from the website. Uh, the movie, and which is like handy information, the movie incorporated live action along with CGI, 2D and 3D animation. Animation producer Ron Tippe explained, 
Everyone knows the Looney Tunes, but we wanted Space Jam audiences to see the Looney Tunes as they had never seen them before. There are animated effects in this movie that have never ever been attempted on screen in previous movies. We're combining two and three dimensional animation with CGI. It's so far back that they had to put in brackets computer-generated imagery. Oh, it's so good, yes. In, in a digital setting. All of which is tech talk for saying the look, the effects, and the blending of the real and the fanciful are truly state-of-the-art. Hell yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it when creatives big themselves up. Mm. State-of-the-art. While animation was responding to the, uh, to the challenge of getting the animation on screen, director Joe Pitka was working on the live-action portion of the film. Stage 22 at Warner Brothers was converted by Sinsight into a huge, or Cinesight, into a huge green screen set. There, against walls marked with a graphic grid to help pinpoint future character positions, Jordan played basketball, both with his Looney Tunes teammates and against the animated Alien Invaders, the, the monsters. So he just played basketball by himself, basically, didn't he? Yeah, I've seen footage of it. It looks cool. Uh, he's not exactly playing by himself. Um, there are uh, people in uh, green suits mm. with only their eyes showing as well. So, so that they could tell where the other characters would end up being. Yep. Uh, two-thirds of the 60-day uh, production schedule took place on this stage, during which time Jordan, Bill Murray, and Wayne Knight were the only live actors on the set, Wayne Knight being Newman. Newman. Dave mentioned before, he also plays Newman in Seinfeld, The Postman, and Jerry's Nemesis. <laughs> he's also he's in Jurassic Park. Oh, he's too, yes. And he's, he's, he's a funny... I was just thinking about Jurassic Park because I was thinking about how... What year did Jurassic Park come out? 94, maybe. Similar-ish Because there's, like, the dinosaurs in that are so amazing still. I watched it recently. That I can only imagine watching it back then, it would have been, like, it would have blown your fucking mind. Hmm. I pretty, you know? It was the highest grossing film of all time at the time. Because it's right. still, like, they're even better than recent films I've seen. Yeah, because I think a lot of it was real. It wasn't CGI. I think CGI at the time would have dated, but because it was big animals. Dinosaurs. Yeah, that, they used real dinosaurs. No, but they used physical. Right. Whatever you call mm. it. I think a lot of the stuff was real. You could touch it stuff. What do you call that? Real effects, whatever that's called. Puppets. Puppets. That's it. Muppets. Kermit oh. the Frog played the T Rex. Wow. It was his best role yet. Uh, in order to keep the ball in motion and orient the star's eye contact and responses, the Looney Tunes and Monstars positions were played by actual actors clothed from head to toe in green suits, rendering them invisible when the film was composited. Cool stuff. And it all paid off because it was a big hit. It wasn't really expected to be, but it was a big surprise box office hit, taking in around $230 million from an $80 million budget. Nice. Um, here are some fun facts about the movie from the IMDb. Trivia page. Great. Love it. I love those fun facts on IMDb. Some of them are very dull. And yeah. you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I tried to pluck out ones that weren't dull. Thank you. Good see. choice. Uh, the concept for the movie originated from a series of highly popular Nike ads where Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan faced off against Marvin the Martian and his alien henchmen in basketball. I did not know that. I never saw those. inspired by Nike ads, which is... And they made a film out of it. Yeah. They were super popular, I guess, and they were like, cool. All right, let's go with this. Um... Next fact: Noel Blank, Mel Blank's son, uh, who's you know the, Mel... the man of a thousand voices, the real one. <laughs> well, I'm the man wow. of a thousand noises. Oh, pardon me, please. 
Dave, that is sounds. What are you sounds? sounds. Noises. No, I think it's noise. <laughs> noises sounds funnier. It does. <laughs> no, I don't make sounds. I make noises. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Eighty-one. <laughs> so Noel Blank. Uh, it was originally booked to provide all of the regular Warner Brothers male cartoon character voices, but he and Warner Brothers couldn't agree on a contract, so the studio replaced Blank with four other people to do the twelve male voices. Uh, instead of Blank doing more, obviously. This included um, doing the uh, Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd was Billy West. I didn't realise this. Who is the voice of Fry. Fry and Futurama. Futurama and a bunch of other. I think he did Ren and Stimpy and he- heaps of other stuff. But huh. that was really cool. So, oh, yeah, I I guess he does it so well because I, I didn't realise that so many different people had played Bugs. I no. thought it was just a, a small handful. And he doesn't at all sound like... Because Fry's kind of like Billy West's voice, slightly modified, I guess. But yeah, the bu- I'd have to go back and watch it again. But yeah. I don't remember thinking it sounded off at all to me. So obviously he did a good job, mm. which is high praise for a guy <laughs> whose profession is voice acting. Yeah, he got incrementally better as the movie goes <laughs> on. Um, M- Michael Jordan, here's another um, fact from the IMDb page. Michael Jordan actually wore his North Carolina college basketball shorts <laughs> under his Chicago Bulls uniform every game as a good luck charm. Did you know that? <laughs> you Jess, is, Jess is looking at me in disbelief, but yes, it is true. <laughs> She's not happy with that, Dave, are you? Would you call that face a disbelief? <laughs> I would call it disdain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, And the last scene shows Michael Jordan returning to the NBA wearing the number 45 jersey, which obviously Mm. little bits of the movie were uh, out from from real life. He played baseball in it. He was sort of they had a lot of fun with him being a battling baseball player um, in the movie. Did did you guys enjoy the movie back in the day? Yeah, I haven't watched it recently. I'd like to rewatch it. Yeah, as a kid, my friend had the toys of like the Monstars, and you know, we'd play with it. It was really fun. Yeah. A lot of big merchandising. So. Yeah. There has been uh, talk for a long time about a sequel. There was actually a sequel that was a long way down getting made, but they couldn't get Jordan to sign on. And it went through all these script changes. And after quite a while, it finally came out starring Brendan Fraser and called uh, Looney Tunes Back in Action. Oh, are you so that, serious? That started its life out as Space Jam 2. So we'll obviously be doing that in Phrasing the Bar. Phrasing the Bar. Is yeah. that a real, that's a real, real film? That is a real film. Never heard of it. Yeah, it was Did not, you know a, well, not a Tune into our podcast, Phrasing the Bar. Phrasing the Bar, wow. Tell me more about it. When you were talking about that a couple of weeks ago, I originally thought you were starting a Frasier-themed podcast. Maybe that's the offshoot, season two. Yeah, season <laughs> two. When you, when you run out of a, his 11 films he's been in. We go through the 11 seasons or whatever of Frasier. Fuck. And then we go back to Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what have we got ourselves in? <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one, guys. I'm happy not to be invited. Oh, well. That's interesting. That makes the next uh, question moot, but... Uh, <laughs> Dave, would you like to be involved? <laughs> uh, Brendan the... Fraser, yes. Fraser, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> by the time the film was released at cinemas, the following NBA season had been completed already and Jordan had just won the MVP award again and he led the Bulls to a record-breaking season. So remember, bef- at the end of last season, he didn't quite reach quite. the heights. Yep. Had this off-season filmed Space Jam. By the time all the post-production had been done and it had been released, the NBA season had gone through and He'd he won. was back to his best. And did the team win the another team championship? 
the team won 72 out of 82 games for the regular oh. season, which was the the a new record, uh, which was an all-time record then uh, until just a couple of years ago uh, when the Golden State Warriors broke it in 2016 by one game. So it's still the second highest. Golden State Warriors didn't go on to win the championship that year, but the Bulls did. Uh, so that was his fourth championship and the Bulls' fourth championship as well. Uh, Jordan also earned his eighth scoring title that season, became the 10th NBA player to score 25,000 career points in the second fastest amount of time after Wilt the Stilt. And he'd had 18 months off. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what have... is it per game? It might time. be per game, yeah. Didn't he have a family as well? He did have a family. Yeah. They're in Space Jam. That's what I thought. Like, but... like Bugs Bunny's in their house. Is that... Yes, that's is their that names, not his kids? but not his kids. So they're really? actors playing his family, yeah. But also... I feel so robbed. Where does he find the time? How does he do it? I know. I just yeah, it's amazing. He squeezed all that in the off season. I don't want to make assumptions, but I would assume he'd be an absent dad. No, see, you know, he's so busy. What Matt failed to mention was that living room that they shipped in. They also shipped in his family. <laughs> oh, that's okay then. The, the basketball court they shipped in was where his kids played um, <laughs> local basketball, <laughs> and that was a game they were playing in when they <laughs> took it up off the off the ground and. When George I just Clinton picture came. like a really big digger. Well, he couldn't make it to that game. Getting underneath and taking out the land underneath the <laughs> he hole. He couldn't make it to the game, so he brought the game to him. Yeah, and that's good parenting. That's good parenting. Sorry, Michael, Thank for you assuming you were an absent dad. No. When you were just busy playing basketball and filming Hollywood films. Yeah. Um, so in the championship game, uh, season, uh Championship playoffs, they beat the Seattle Supersonics, tying it in with Frasier, his hometown. <laughs> Frasier Cranston. Maybe I hear the moves are calling to salad and scrambled eggs. Oh, my, oh, my. <laughs> I assume that's the theme song for the Supersonics, or whatever yeah. they're called. Yeah, and maybe not. I feel a bit confused. Well, well maybe, maybe. But I but got, I got you, you in. Ha! I'm saying nearly every word wrong. <laughs> a scrambled eggs, their mascot. Uh, yeah. I don't know what to do the with su- salad and the salad and Seattle Super Scrambled Eggs. <laughs> uh, according to NotableBiographies.com, few who watched will ever forget how Jordan sank to his knees, head bent over the winning ball in a moment of bittersweet victory and deep sadness. The game had been played on Father's Day, three years after his uh, father's murder. The championship game. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. So it's just so much going on. Yeah. Now, not to breeze over it too much, but I'm going to breeze over it. Jordan and the Bulls would go on to win the following two titles as well, bringing their total to six championship titles, up from zero when he arrived <laughs> uh, in the late 80s. Uh, Jordan won the finals MVP award for the sixth time also. In the 1997 playoffs, one of the, they went on to win the championship in, one game is now known as the flu game. I hadn't heard of this, but um, apparently it's quite famous. In game five, Jordan came down with a mystery illness, but forged on anyway and ended up dragging the Bulls over the line with 38 points. Wow. Yes, for, I've seen footage. Have you watched the footage of it? Yeah, so he nearly like, passed out a few times. He's like on the on the side in, in like the halftime breaks with a towel over his head, practically like vomiting. And then he goes on there and like is the top it's scorer of the game. Just amazing. <laughs> How did he do that? So it, Freak. it's it's known as the flu game apparently, but there's also a, a theory that it was food poisoning on purpose. <gasps> Tim Grover, Michael's personal trainer at the time, recounted that he was. This is all quote. This is all quote from Grover. Yes, he was a hundred percent poisoned for the flu game. Everyone called it the flu game, but we sat there and we knew uh, we were in the room. 
we were in Park City, Utah, up in a hotel. Room service stopped like at nine o'clock and he got hungry. And we really couldn't find any other place to eat, so we ordered. I said, hey, the only thing I could find is a pizza place. He said, all right, order pizza. It's another good story. I think Larry Bird helped him write it. <laughs> um, <laughs> a natural born storyteller. Goes right to Larry Bird. <laughs> we, had, we had been there for a while, so everyone knows what hotel. Everyone kind of knew where we were staying. So we ordered a pizza. They came to deliver it. Five guys came to deliver the pizza. Which is funny. <laughs> they had to take two cars. Yeah. I said, I got a bad feeling about this. Out of everyone in the room, he was the only one who ate it. No one else. Then at two o'clock in the morning, I get a call to my room. I come to the room. He's curled up in the fetal position. Immediately, I said, it's food poisoning. Guaranteed. Not the flu. So, so reckons- another flu game, the poo game. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I mean, either way, whatever it was, he was crook as. And that backfired on them. As well. Yeah. They're like, ha, we got him. Oh fuck. The five pizza boys. They thought they had him that's another weird. victim. <laughs> and it's just weird. If that's true, five people here's your pizza. <laughs> why are there Yeah, Can why? Tip us all. <laughs> um if it I mean, it's possible that they just heard it was for Jordan and they're like, We'd that's, love to be surely there. Surely that's what happened. They yeah. just yeah. if, you, if you went to go poison him, why would like, Five make it weirder? Yeah. Surely you like you'd go with one of you and you'd wear a balaclava. Yeah, you go- <laughs> Five people drop it off and they're all like, um, make sure only Michael eats this. Yeah, make sure he eats it all. <laughs> it seems Clearly like a wild want, conspiracy They just theory. want to see the superstar. Yeah, yeah fair that's, enough. That um, feels more accurate to me, but who knows. I mean, you're a pizza delivery driver. How many times do you get to, to deliver to Michael Jordan? Yeah. It's like probably, probably like a, two or three times. Yeah. It's probably twice in a lifetime, three in a lifetime of it. Yeah, it's two in a lifetime. They say it's two in a lifetime. It's once on your way up and once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once you get that second call and you know it's time to start thinking yeah. about hanging up the hanging delivery up the driver delivery boots. boots. <laughs> yeah. Jordan uh, retired again in 1999, though he made, did make uh, one final com- comeback to play for the Washington Wizards for a couple of seasons. He had an ownership stake in the team. And despite getting on in age, I think he was like 38, he sold his stake so he could come back and play for the team. And he helped bring the Cellar Dweller team up to a competitive level before succumbing to injury. But he did improve the team even in his sort of... Right, so he was still good. Right. Yeah, still still like without being a, a dom- dominating like he did, he was still like a, ve- like a very, very good player. Uh, it's, it's easy to see why Jordan is still seen or uh, is seen as one of the greatest of all time by many. Because, um, you know, so much individual and team success. Mm. Uh, the other name that people have been debating a lot lately, you, you're familiar with LeBron, LeBron James. Mm. It sounds like Wilt the Stilt should be in this conversation. <laughs> Why are people not talking about the Stilts? Yeah. yeah, it's like he's not made. It's like people can't, outside their lifetime, they, it's like yeah. they don't count. But Well, Kareem Abdul, he's scored more points than anyone else. Yeah, so Why I feel like they should best? be in the conversation. Mm. But th- maybe there's reason for that. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Um Anyway, uh, I found, uh, I found, I found this um, article that uh, with an expert in debating who talked about it. I'll tell you about that in a second. But the other thing about LeDrop, LeBron James is he's the one that's rumored to be in the sequel for Space Jam. Oh. It's long, long been in talks, and that's he's got some like, acting credits already. Yeah, so it sounds like that helped him when he was in the uh, the Amy Trainwreck. The train wreck movie. Apparently it was very funny in that. So that mm. made that brought the conversation up again. But anyway, um 
Sports Illustrated enlisted the director of debate from the University of Kansas, Dr. Scott Harris, to cast his eyes over the arguments. And he seemed a little split. He liked LeBron if it was a one-on-one game. Um, he just thought at, at their peak, he, LeBron would win one-on-one. But he suggests that MJ perhaps has a bigger heart and will to win, saying which the flu game sort of is a pretty good illustration of that. But this is a, a quote um, from the doctor. He said, if I were picking a team, uh, if I were picking one of them to win a do-or-die game against an alien space invaders <laughs> for the future of the planet, I'm probably picking Michael Jordan. Oh, wow. Is he trying to pitch his own Space Jam plot? <laughs> he's, I think he was he was using hyperbole to say if, if, if it was his life on the line, he'd pick Jordan. No but pressure. Obviously, obviously using the very fun Space Jam reference there. That's the end of the report. I do have some fun facts if you reckon we have time. Um, I think we do. I reckon. It's always uh, time for fun facts. I found this uh, a little listicle on Huffington Post which with a few great fun facts that I had no idea about, like this one. Michael Jordan played a cartoon superhero in a short-lived series with Wayne Gretzky and Bo Jackson. It's called Pro Stars and it lasted for two seasons in the early 90s. Sounds amazing. The, it featured the three sports stars living together in a gym and saving the world from villains. Michael Jordan was the leader and brainy one of the group, often explaining long scientific reasonings for plans. <laughs> <laughs> they, did, he didn't, they didn't voice their own characters, but that was just based on them. Oh, they didn't? Oh. They didn't even voice the characters. That's so good. <laughs> kind of a cut out, really. Yeah. Uh, here's another fun fact. Michael Jordan donated his first year salary with the Washington Wizards, which is about a million dollars, to the recovery effort for the victims' families of 9-11. Oh, uh, which happened, you know, just before he started up with them. Uh, bit of fun. Growing up, uh, his nickname was Magic, Magic Jordan, named after Magic Johnson. <laughs> oh, right, but then he get He even had number plates on his car. Magic. Uh, early name, Magic Jordan. Um, but I mean, then... That doesn't uh, fit. Apparently they... <laughs> in Martin America. <laughs> apparently they didn't get on very well for a while um, for different reasons, but eventually became friends when they... Talked it out. Years I hear. Later. I hear a buddy cop film. <laughs> magic and magic. Cute. This might not be fun, but this is an amazing stat. Starting in November 1990, Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls never lost three games in a row. Wow! They play that many games in a year. Never like that. That must be some sort of a record, right? That seems. So that's nine. Oh well, I mean, he did take that season off, but still, that still, is wild. Yeah. Um. And this I hadn't heard. His best friend is uh, this limo driver called uh, George Cola. <laughs> um, of Coca-Cola. Apparently when he first landed at Chicago Airport in 1984, the Bulls forgot to send anyone to pick him up and a limo driver named George Cola took pity on him and offered to help. Cola was a young man as well and the two hit it off. Despite an initial confusion, Cola recounted, I was excited because I knew who he was and I thought, holy smokes, it's Larry Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Now, let let this guy write a book. That's good stuff. Look at that one line. He's already better than fucking Bird. Uh, Holy smokes. It's Larry John. When I and Michael's like, ah, oh, close enough. Gets in the back. Yeah, that's that's fine. Apparently he said to him, he said, when he saw him, I said, Larry Jordan. <laughs> Larry, oh, the, Larry was Michael's brother. Okay, so it wasn't that wild, but anyway. 
Cola only uh, charged Jordan twenty five dollars and offered him to show him around the city to help him find and help him find a beer. A couple of weeks later, Jordan called him to hang out, um, and they developed a friendship uh, and they're best friends. Apparently, that is so lovely. That's the best. Maybe that's a nice one to finish off. This other one I ha- uh, that I thought was pretty good was uh, the Miami Heat also retired number twenty three out of respect for him. He never, he, he having never, never played. played there, yeah. The first. <laughs> That was, and that's the first that's jersey so that Miami Heat dumb. ever retired. <laughs> Look, we don't have enough good players to retire. A they're, they're a pretty new team, I guess. But yeah, it's an interesting. I guess it's almost like a. a it feels almost like a publicity stunt. That's so good. The ceremony take. Man, I'm talking weird again. I say this nearly every episode lately, and it's starting to feel like I just don't talk very well. You've been fine up until that point. (laughs) The ceremony took place on April 11th, 2003, before a game between the Washington Wizards and the Heat. No one will ever wear number 23 for the Miami Heat. You're the best, Heat President Pat Riley said to Jordan. (laughs) Riley had coached against Jordan many many times when he still played with the Chicago Bulls, and the Wizards won that game. (laughs) You're the best, and all the players are like, what about us? (laughs) What about the players We're you right play for? Here. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, he's like, I don't even know your names. <laughs> and what? I don't care to know. <laughs> I love you, Michael. <laughs> it didn't feel like that. It was him going, maybe this is a way I can meet Michael Jordan. <laughs> How can I? I just want him to talk to me. Yeah, I want to win over Michael. Oh, that is the end of the fun facts. Jess, is... you didn't say, but I assume you thought all of those were fun. All of those were fun. <laughs> that was a. Cool topic. What yeah, a, good one. It was a roller crazy, coaster, crazy right? Life. Yeah. And yeah. now he's obviously a super successful business person. Yes. So he's he's super rich, and yeah, he's still doing a lot of good stuff. He's, Had a lot of kids. Did any of them ever show t- uh, yeah, promise? Yeah. I think um, I think his maybe his, his eldest son went to played college ball, and I think he got to a pretty decent level. But obviously, living in the shadow, it's hard. But so I think hard. he was a handy handy player. Hmm. Handy. Handsy. He was a handsy player. <laughs> Great hand skills, which is important in basketball. <laughs> Great handsy eye coordination. Oh, good stuff, man. That was a uh, that was good. That's that's what I that's all I wanted to hear. That was it was good fun. The old Michael Jordan. Now at the end of our reports, we've got a, a segment that's come up over the last month or so where we talk about a quote, a fact, or a question. That's right. And, and this are. segment's called Fact, quote, or question. Great. And these come from uh, Patreon supporters. And if you'd like to become one of those and support the show, help us keep growing, you can go to patreon.com slash pod and you get stuff in exchange, including uh, two possible bonus episodes that we put out every month. So pretty cool. And uh, this week's fact, quote, or question comes from listener and Patreon supporter Odie Matthews, who's been a long-term supporter of the show. So thank always, you so much, Odie. Always, his name comes up and I think, what a what a cracker! What a cracker! What a bloody which means is mean is like not a nice thing in America. By oh, the way. I mean like what a cracking name yeah. over here! Like oh, that's a cracker. Crackers, it's it's mean. It's a big gap in meaning mm. between America and yeah, Australia. Sorry, cracker nothing, is such a positive here. Nothing to do with race over here. I'm sorry. Uh, so uh, Odie also gets to give himself a title, and this is I don't think his heart was in it. <laughs> so in the past, we've had things like junior vice intern of Sydney Scheinberg. <laughs> Uh, junior Vice President of Cannelloni Production, Senora Presidente of Tugger Bell. And this is, what, <laughs> this is what Odie Matthews replied when I said, and you can also give yourself a title. He goes, I'll go with chips and salsa because that's currently what I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> so his title is 
chips and salsa. I love it. Not even like president of the chips and no. salsa. It, ma- it immediately made me want to eat chips and salsa. No, but I also love that like one track mind. Like <laughs> I can't think of anything else because I'm distracted yeah. by chips and salsa. I'm enjoying these chips and salsa. Fair right enough. Now. Good for you. Chips and salsa are delicious. It's good marketing. Um, anyway, so he's chosen to give us a quote. And this is a quote from Odie himself, which is a, a loophole someone found a few weeks ago as well. This is what Odie said. Quote, I showed my girlfriend, uh, Minna Gannon, you guys, and now she absolutely loves the show. It takes, it makes me so happy that we can talk about them together now. And she's especially, she especially likes Jess's laugh. We are both massive fans and love you guys. That's ah, the quote. Odie. That's a beautiful quote. I'm going to get that printed on a tea towel and sell it at markets. And I'm going to get it <laughs> tattooed on your back. <laughs> On my back. <laughs> on your back. Okay. In tea towel form. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Now I'm back on board. Yes. <laughs> That's well, really that sweet. Thanks nice. so much, Odie. Thanks, Odie. You Can you gun. convince my girlfriend to listen? That'd be really good. <laughs> nah. <laughs> she doesn't support us. No. Uh, and we also, another thing we do. Matt and I aren't sure that she's real. Yeah. You Even did meet her that one time. We met her that one time when we wrote Yeah, we met that cards. paid actress one time. Yeah. That's true. Very and easy to What an actress. <laughs> <laughs> she came over, she's giving me, hey, babe, starts giving me massages. And I'm like, yeah, you can see that we're in love. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen at all. No, that's right. We could not see that you were in love. No, it was quite frosty. Oh, it was, yeah. Oh. She kept calling him Steve. And he was going, it's Dave. It's babe. Babe. <laughs> Call me babe. She's like, you're going to have to pay me more. <laughs> and then you like fake laugh so we would be thrown off. She's like, I didn't realise how tough this would be. But Matt and I were like writing notes to each other just like, this is fucking this is weird. weird. <laughs> Get us out of here. <laughs> Quick, pretend your phone is ringing. Oh, it's an uh, emergency. Hey, um, it's my dad mum. You're in the hope at all? Okay. <laughs> Quick. Oh, no, it's my fake boyfriend. Uh, he's dead. Got to go to his cremation factory. <laughs> Quick. Matt has to come too. Bye. Yeah. I thought they were all real things. <laughs> you telling me that was made up? I, mean, I said fake boyfriend. That's the confusing part. I thought that was a cool nickname. Yeah, I call him fake. Fakey. It's pronounced babe. <laughs> <laughs> another thing we like to do at the end of the episodes, Dave, is uh, another Patreon-related thing. I was trying to throw it to Dave to explain it, but please, Jess, could you explain this bit at the end? We thank some of the Patreon supporters. <laughs> <laughs> Succinct, yet... And we do it... With yet little... what? Yet what? I mean, I think it's better when I fumble it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. You go for it then. Um... <laughs> no, back to Jess. <laughs> so we're going to shout out a few names, and uh, Jess comes up with a little game. For us to play, which is not really a game. Um, basketball we... nickname. All right, basketball. Okay, for example. So like uh, Wilt the, the round of sound. Round. Wilt the stilt. Wilt the stilt. Round. Wilt the stilt's so good. Pound of rebound. Carl the mailman Malone. That's great. Because right, he always delivers. Always delivers. That's fantastic. So good. Do you know the best sports nickname, though, is Nobody? <gasps> <laughs> What's just happened? <laughs> Sorry, is that serious? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I had a blank. It's nobody. Silence. John, John Eels. John Eels' nickname. Johnny Eels' nickname is nobody. Nobody, because nobody's perfect. 
Oh, oh very good. Right. That is very good. <laughs> and I nailed it. I got Larry Bird to help me write that. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Larry. All right, let's thank some people. Are you Googling that now? No, I'm Googling some some sweet basketball player nicknames. Nice. I think um, I looked up Larry Bird's nicknames and they were they were a bit silly. Let me find them. Um, Larry Legend. Ugh, lame. Also, the basketball Jesus. Someone's written Why? that. Why? Oh, right. For Larry Bird, the hick from French Lick. Yeah, that's the other one I saw. What's the hit, hick from French Lick? Because that's, I think he's, Town that's where he's from. Town in Orange County, in Indiana. French Lick. Yeah. That's terrible. Also, the Great White Hope. Ooh. Um, okay. <laughs> I like the Great White Shark. Yeah, that's much. Greggy. I mean, Greg was taken, so they had to change to something else. Uh, so let's thank some supporters. I'd love to thank another cracking name. They're always cracking names. Uh, from Ballarat in Australia, which is where the episode from not too long ago was set about the Eureka Stockade. And my grandparents live. Sandy Ty. Uh, Sandy Ty. I mean, I've got a list of basketball nicknames, or do we want to make one up? No, you... go on. What do you got? Anything good stand out there? <laughs> Dr. Duncanstein. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Duncanstein. <laughs> That's Daryl Griffith's nickname. I like that. Dr. Duncanstein. Sandy, Dr. Duncanstein tie. Love it. Yes. Dr. Duncanstein. Because Dr. J? Yeah. Dr. J? Who was Dr. J? Dr. 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 <laughs> Sorry, I'm stuck. Dr. Julius Irving. I can't get out of this. Dr. Julius Irving the second. He's answering you. I can't. Doctor. Oh, no. no. Doctor J. Oh, no. oh, thank God. <laughs> Doctor. Doctor Julius. Doctor J. So good. Yeah, they. I think they used to do better nicknames. Yeah. And I, so, what's Sand? So, can you give me Sandy's again? Doctor Duncanstein. Oh, that is very good. Or Doctor Duncan Stein. I guess like Frankenstein. Mm. That makes more sense. Duncan Stein. Fuck. Yeah, it's good stuff. And I'd also like to thank from Bristol. No, we're coming for you, baby. Dave, can you look up and see if that's close at all to any of our live shows that when is we go to the UK? Definitely close to our Manchester show. <laughs> no, Bristol, Wednesday, November 14th at the Improv Theatre. Uh, I'd love to thank Mr. Thomas Keywood. Oh, that's good. There's a so key, like key. Some, there's a key pun, surely. Yeah, the lock. He's a lock. Um, and like, but he's in the like key. Like a sure thing. Oh, he's in the key. Oh, the basketball key. The basketball key. key, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to say, unless you time out, I'm just going to say the first thing that comes out of my head. Go so for you want to say something smart, do so. Otherwise, I'm no. going to call him. We want you yeah, to, we want <laughs> to embarrass yourself. Okay, I'm going to say, um, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm just going <laughs> to. Is it getting hot in here? So I just got mouth's just got a bit dry. Okay, okay. Let's see. First thing that comes to my head: basketball. All right, here we go. Um, and then dunk's already been taken. That's, that's ruled out nearly everything I've got. Um, okay. Thomas Slam Minute Slam Slam Sino Slam Sino. That's good. I like that. Slam Sino. Slam Sino. What does that mean? Nothing. I've got a real so empty good. head. Are you all right? I don't feel very good. Okay. <laughs> Someone poisoned my pizza. 
Have five guys delivered me a pizza lately? <laughs> I worry about you. Thanks, Stamcino. What a great nickname. Stamcino. Thomas, I'm so sorry. Uh, if you come to Bristol, I'll have something better for you by then. Can I please thank some people also? Yeah, that'd please be really do. nice. I would like to thank from Nightcliffe in the Northern Territory. Oh, wow. What a great sounding here town. in Australia. Madeline Davies Kildia. Oh, wow. I mean, the so assassin. Good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kildia. Bang. Yeah, great. Good one. MDK, the assassin. MDK. Oh, yeah, that sounds sick. That's awesome. Way better than one on Wikipedia here listed as uh, Elliot Perry, nicknamed Socks, in brackets, because he always wore his socks to his knees. <laughs> God, they're creative, aren't they? I love when they have to explain it. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and I'd also like to thank from New York City in New York <gasps> in the United States of America, Jake Sullivan. Oh, yeah. instantly I think the snake, but oh, yeah, that's good. get that a bit. Also, like, I just saw one of my favourite childhood players for the Saints was this guy called Stewie Lowe, and his nickname, because he had real big hands, was Buckets. He had hands like Buckets. That is good. And Buckets also works for basketball. Do you think that could work? Buckets. Yeah, Buckets. Right. Jake Bucket Sullivan. Love Jake it. Bucket Sullivan. That sounds... Sounds good. That's great. Classic. On Jake you. Bucket Sullivan. Jake the Snake Bucket Sullivan. Bucket of snakes. Stop. No buckets of snakes. <laughs> That's not enough. They nice. deserve to be treated better. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to uh, thank a couple of peeps now if I could. I would like to thank uh, whose Patreon username is JMFK, but then uh, full name is Jennifer Kitney. Kitney. Jennifer Kitney. I mean, JMFK is a pretty sweet oh, name. Do you think it's Jennifer motherfucking Kitney? JMFK? <laughs> <laughs> is that what, do you reckon that's what I Probably. I really hope so. And I love it. And obviously... You could call her JMFK in the commentary and everyone would know it's a rude name, but you could say that on yeah. TV. Yeah. It's Jennifer motherfucking Kidney. Yeah, that is good. Hell yeah. And she's from um, Basildon in Great Britain or Basildon. That sounds better. Basildon. Sounds more British. Mm. But knowing how the Brits pronounce their own words, it's probably Basildon or something like Basildon. <laughs> That'd be weird, silent letters in yeah. there. <laughs> Probably not in this one, but in other examples. Maybe. Not that far out of London, so really hoping to see you at our London show on November Jade motherfucking K. Yes. Jade of the motherfucking K. Very good. And finally, I'd like to thank from right here in Brunswick, East Victoria, Scott Watkins. Oh, that is a, that's got a real light nice bulb. rhythm to it. Scott Lightbulb Watkins. Yeah. Scotty Watkins. He's a smart player, ball. smart player on he's the smart court. smart player. He's clever. He lights up the court. Yep. Yes. These are all good. Scotty Watkins, thank you so much, light bulb. I reckon if you put them together, those six players, they would be the, the new dream best team. dream team they've ever put together. Yeah, I reckon. Do you think we could get them all in the same place, same time? Yep. It, yeah. It's an international team. Easy. Everybody? Everyone meet in London on November 18. Okay. And then we'll figure it out from there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we'll, Scott, you can probably stay here. We'll come back here anyway. Who are they taking on, do you think? Um, Globetrotters? Yeah. The yeah. Avengers. The Avengers. The Avengers of in a basketball. Game of basketball. No, the Avengers of yeah. basketball in brackets, the Globetrotters. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know who they're talking about. You know, oh, what, it's we like. know. You know what they're like. Uh, so that that brings us to the end of the show. Um, little plug section. I'd love um, I've, I've been enjoying making this show called Primates, another podcast about episodes featuring Jess Perkins, Dave Warnicky. 
Mr. Sunday Movies, Claire Tonti. Andy Matthews. Andy Matthews, Alistair Tremblay Birchall. People from across the Planet Broadcasting Network. And beyond. And beyond. beyond. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, there's probably a link to that in the description here. Um, but also, if you, if you want to find us uh, at Do Go On, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Do Go On Pod. We also have a, an email address, Do Go On Pod at gmail.com or website, Do Go On Pod.com. We have a YouTube channel, which is YouTube slash Do Go On Pod. A Patreon, which is patreon.com slash do go on pod. Do go on pod is the main thing to remember. Yeah, just there. look that up. Yeah. We really nailed it on every platform. Yeah, good for us. We bloody did it. Except MySpace. We never got in there. And um, if you are in, in England or Scotland, or if you have the ability to get to any of those places, I know um, we've had people in the past say that if we come to there, they'll come fly over from other places in Europe, which would be very exciting. Mm. That would be so amazing. And we're also going to be doing a show live at Howler in Melbourne on the 13th of October. Great venue. Such a nice place. St. Vincent's played there. Uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard have played there. The Killers have played there. Jess Perkins recently did a set and smashed there. So yeah. mm. You can see Je- the place where Jess Perkins smashed. You can see Jess Perkins smash. Yep, it'll happen. It's also the first place Jess ever did a gig. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Howler on the 14th. Let's go. Jess has clocked fun. off. She's not enjoying this long outro. This <laughs> is a long kiss goodnight. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, her lips have left the building. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys, for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Hopefully see you in Sydney this Friday night. And for everyone else, I'll say thank you and goodbye. Laters. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 